Commandos, this is Rooster. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the best bug hunting podcast on LV426. That'd be Call of the Crow, episode 12. Hey man, how you been this week? Not bad, not bad at all. So, what you been up to? Uh, Well, we had Christmas. Alright. Christmas was cool. We had, uh... You talking about Christmas two weeks in a row now, huh? Uh, A little bit, but then... (laughs) I mean, we had... Cheating, man, you got two Christmases, eh? A little bit, yeah. Cheating bastard, cheating greedy bastard. I got I got a little bit early Christmas, and then I got to to spend Christmas with uh, Kayla and her her kids, and that was that was pretty awesome. All right, all right. Any uh, any fun geekery out there, or just like hanging out with kids? Uh, there was some there was some cool geekery. Uh, her her one daughter got a uh, Winter Soldier action figure. That was pretty awesome. All right, all right. Uh, but I mean I mean. It's kids, and, and I know you got to experience this a couple years now, but this was kind of a, a first for me, and it was a cool first experience of, of watching the you know the kids open up the the gifts. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, honestly, I haven't really gotten to experience that as much yet. Uh, this is the first year Parker really took active pleasure in opening gifts. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to remember, my kid's only two, so this is true. It's like his first Christmas, he fell asleep and shit on me. So we were. Well, he, uh, he was less than a month old, right? Or just over a month. Uh, he would have been about two months. He was born on November 5th. So Christmas fell. He was just about two months old. I mean, I'm not complaining. He was just like, that's what he did. Like, I remember I was opening his presents and he, he dozed. He screamed for a little bit. And we have a bunch of pictures of it. He screamed for a little bit. And then he just fucking shit on me. <laughs> and like, it was like a diaper blowout shit. <laughs> and then my aunt took him. And I still had some shit on me, and he never came back to his pile of presents. Like, I thought she was going to change him or something, because I was kind of stuck in the middle, so. And then Parker's second Christmas, he uh, he was only one, and he wasn't he didn't really get the concept, and he didn't really have the dexterity to rip. So this year, he finally started opening, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a work in progress every year. Next year, we'll see where he stands. Hopefully, he'll be able to, hopefully, he'll have the idea that he's getting shit. Right. Like, he doesn't really get the concept that, oh, there's stuff inside this, and it's mine. At least he hasn't really gotten the concept for us. So, you know, a little parenting uh, pro tip for you guys. Your first couple Christmases are probably practice rounds. <laughs> and then, like, next year I'm thinking maybe I'll have a real Christmas that he'll remember and I have to actually, like, not fuck up. Right. But, like, so far, like, it's been fine. Like, we're not putting milk or cookies up for Santa yet or anything because, like, well, I mean, don't fucking have to. Uh, it's just he's not going to fucking remember it. So I'm not worried about it. So, I don't know. Santa did show up, so that was nice. Like, I dressed up as Santa because I do that in a side gig once in a while. Yeah, that, and that's always good for you to, to hang out and him to... I mean, I know he, he gets you, but have you taken him to see other Santas? Has he had Yeah, no, he saw three Santas, myself, and then two other Santas this year. Wow. Yeah, and then the last year he saw a couple Santas, and uh, yeah, so he'll probably see a couple Santas every year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we don't have it. We haven't had any problems with that yet. We don't have any of the fun pictures of him, like, freaking out or anything yet. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Sorry, mutant, you can't play with your toy right now because it makes noise. <laughs> Here, you don't want to play with your toy? You'll fucking play with it in there. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> so hopefully you guys don't hear it jingling throughout the rest of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, it was pretty cool for me. I got uh, I got a board game. It was like La Hawaii or something. Mutant, what did I fucking tell you about bringing that goddamn <laughs> thing in here? This is why I wasn't even going to bring him down here until we were done. Uh, sorry about that, Commandos. A little, a little bit of pet problems. Uh, but yeah, I got a cool board game, so that's kind of fun. And then I got a bunch of Gundam kits from Noel, so I'm hoping to build those up. Those cool. uh, I've got a cool idea for a diorama that I'm going to try to uh, build up and paint uh, between two of them, so we'll see how that goes. Because I have a Wing Gundam custom from Endless Waltz and Shining Gundam from Mobile Fighter G Gundam. 
And it'd be really cool if I could figure it out, like Shining Gundam, like flying up. You have no idea what either of those Gundams are, do you? I don't, but I... I like, he's mean, smiling, like, yeah! Then I'm like, man, he has no fucking idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, let's just I say... Know, I know the Gundams. I don't know individual Gundams. <laughs> they both have very classic poses. Uh, Shining Gundam has a uh, an attack where, uh, in essence, the hand heats up and it, like, fucking crushes anything. Okay. And then Wing Gundam has this classic pose where there's wings and it's, like, got a big buster cannon. Okay. And it's, like, about to shoot on this fucking base. So, in essence, what I want to do is I want to try to mount the uh, Wing Gundam so it's got that classic buster cannon pose. Gotcha. And then I want to have Shining Gundam flying up with its hand outstretched and then fucking paint the job. I want to do a paint job that way. So, if you know Gundam and you know those Gundams specifically, it'll look really fucking cool, I think. Or it'll look like shit. I don't know. I'm not a fucking good Gundam kit model yet. Uh, Gundam model guy yet. I don't know. Gunpla, I'm working on it. Honestly... It could be a lot of fun either way. So. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a fucking blast with it. I just, I don't know how it's going to turn out. So we'll see. I just got into Gunpla last year, really. Okay. Well, and, well, this year. It's not last year yet. I got a lot of uh, D&D stuff this year for Christmas. That was that was kind of, everyone Everyone went D&D for me uh, this year, which was, which was cool. You, you got me the uh, D20 blanket, the gelatinous cube, which everybody has got a kick out of that I've shown it to. Got him soap commandos. It so is, read it into it what you will, but uh, we got him soap. <laughs> um, no, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was something is, you'd enjoy, man. It, it was. Uh, it came with a set of die. It was on Kickstarter. It also has I a little bone cool. in it. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's got a bone. Uh, it's got some other shit. I think it's like label on it. It's kind of fun. It's got like it's like it's, CR rating and everything. Yeah, it's got the CR rating and the uh, the actual like stats for a gelatinous cube in the in the monster manual. Yeah, so that's cool. You should put some pictures of that one on uh, the commando page. Actually, we'll do. So I'm actually pretty proud of that one. I think it's fun. I do too. Uh, my sister got me a, a my character. She got me a Tyrus. Uh, she made. Yeah, I think you were talking about that. She made yeah, it. She, made, pa- she uh, made it online and then painted it and everything. And uh, Kayla got me some Celtic dice that are all the numbers have like the Celtic nine. Yeah, I saw those. I think I saw the post about that stuff. I always laugh because like D and D is something that you can buy so much shit for, no. and I'm just as guilty. Don't get me wrong, but it's like we don't. You get the fucking books, get a set of die and a pencil, and you're done. That's all you really need. But it's like you fucking like, oh, I got all these fancy dice and then I bought a really cool miniature. And then, I mean, I know people that use chess pieces. I know people that use fucking poker chips. But it's like, you know, it's like I can buy all these fancy things for D&D. And I'm like, man, all you need, you don't need shit for D&D. You need one guy to own the books and then you can pass it around the table. And that part's annoying, but you can do it. Right. I just think it's funny, like how much money I personally know I've put in the D and D. They're like, and I got all this stuff. I'm like, fuck, I, and man. Believe me, I put in, put in quite a bit myself. Too. So it just always makes me chuckle when I think about it. Like, fuck, man, like all of this for D and D, and I'm like, we don't even need this shit for D and D. Like, I got, I have books, an imagination, and a set of die. I got it all already. Well, fuck it, man. I really want that really cool. Technically, thing. you don't even need a set of die if you can, because you can get die rollers online. And and you can I mean literal D twenty rollers online. Yeah. So yeah, you don't yeah, even you need to set a die in. Well, I mean, in that case, you need a phone. So you still need something. something but so I uh, set a die. You need a set a die in some capacity. Right. Like yeah, I could do it all. Like if I had fucking if I had uh, what is it D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond. I could pretty much do, and I was willing to shell out the money for the books on there because I hate the fact that you buy the books and you don't get them. You don't get a digital copy of it. Right. Like that annoys the fuck out of me. Like come on, guys. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you have the books, if you can have a way of proving you have these books, you should be able to get them online. Man. Well, you'd have to include the digital copy on it. And it's like, anything before D&D Beyond, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But anything after, I'm like, come on, fucking wizards, what are you doing? Right. So, it's like, I mean, I'm. they probably know we're not paying full price for the books. 
At least, I mean, you shouldn't be paying full price for your Dungeons and Dragons books. If you go straight through Wizards, you're going to pay 50 bucks. Go out to your books a million, go out to your whatever your bookstore is, go out to your game shop. You're going to find them way fucking cheaper than 50 fucking dollars. This is true. Although, if you look on Wish, apparently you're going to get the the uh, the player's handbook for 65 65 bucks? $65. It's actually raised for, oh, for on Wish for some reason. Well, I mean, it's got to come over from China. That's a big fucking book they got to ship. It is, but it, then you also pay shipping on it, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a big fucking book over there. I don't know. You know. I'm, not buying, I'm not buying my D&D material, like my book off of fucking Wish. Nah. Like, I go to Gen Con and conventions and shit. I'll just find some guy who's, like, selling it cheap. Right. There's an entire... At Gen Con, there's an entire board game, like, swap kind of thing. But then there's also, they call it the flea market. And you gotta wait in line to get in there. But when you get in there, you can stay as long as you want. And it's just half of a ballroom with just table upon table upon table of games that people, like, now they don't want anymore. They got through something else. They're just trying to sell. And then they have three different uh, prices on it. They have the fucking uh, Thursday price, the Friday price, and the Saturday price. And normally it gets cheaper. So if you know you spend, if you want it on Thursday, it's going to cost you more money. So if you're willing to wait and gamble that someone else is going to buy it, you know, like maybe you can get a better deal on it. Right. And, and I mean, that's that's almost any con. You you wait till the last day, and you're if you're lucky and it's still there, it's probably gone down in price. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I said, this is actually, this is like us, like you and me be like, I don't want, um, I don't know, Champions of Midgard anymore. I list everything that's in the box, what condition I'd say it's in, and I put it in, and I put it up there for sale, and it's super fucking cool. Uh, Patches and Aaron got some shit. I didn't take enough advantage of it last year, I don't think. I should have, I should have, but I did not. Because there were a couple games that I was like, oh, I really want this. And then Aaron actually bought one of them. He bought Summoner Wars, which I was like, ah, I should have fucking pulled the trigger on it. I kept thinking to myself, I uh, there was an auction also happening. I was like, I really want this thing at an auction. I'm going to save my money for it. And then I didn't fucking get the thing at the auction. So I, I should have just spent more money, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess my <laughs> wife's probably happy I didn't spend more money. Because it's a great deal. Noel, you're welcome. He didn't spend more money. Yeah, man, I mean, fucking, <laughs> that was six months ago. Yeah. I promise you, I've spent more money since then. I've bought sure. some stupid shit. Haven't we all? Yeah, but it's been really fun. Uh, that's one of the things I love about Gen Con. It's like there's so much shit. I just found out that this fucking thing existed this year. I had no idea. And it's like right across from the main dealer hall. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to it next year. I am uh, definitely prepared probably Friday morning or afternoon because it's open after the dealer hall closes. So I think next year my plan will probably be I'll go in after dinner I'll get in line, I'll do that, and then I'll fucking head back to my hotel room and do my normal, like, Friday night, like, shenanigans. <laughs> so, yeah, man, Gen Con's coming up. Tickets go on sale soon. Wow. So you get your badges, uh, I want to say, like, the 26th or something like that. And then I'm a VIG, so I'll be able to get my hotel room. Uh, at the same time, I get my badge, which is one of the perks to being a VIG. So you spend a shitload more money, but you get a perk. And then events go on sale in May. So you buy all your event tickets, and I mean, you can buy event tickets from May through the actual convention itself, and I always do, but like you get a majority, I get a majority of my event tickets that first day in May. So they'll go on sale in May, and then the nice thing is like by the time Gen Con gets here, you've already bought your badge, you've paid for your hotel pretty much, like you have to, they, I think they pay one night, and then you have to pay the other couple nights, and you bought all your events. So when you get to Gen Con, the only money you have to spend at that point is just whatever you're planning to spend. So it's like, oh, I want to buy shit. Cool. Like I, So I already know, okay, I've already spent $200 on events, whatever. I already spent that money. It's not like I have to be like, okay, I've got to put 200 to the side right. not fucking waste this. And that's something I really, that's one of the things I really like about Gen Con is that I, I feel I'm allowed to like kind of pre-plan that a little bit better. And you can, you can actually 
plan your money a little bit better that way too. You, you know, you can, okay, I need $200 by this date so that I have, you know, so that I have it for this event. Yeah. So they'll put, uh, so Gen Con's cool in that aspect. Like I said, um, as a VIG, I know I have to spend, I have to spend more money now, mm -hmm. but I'm guaranteed my hotel. And I love that because guaranteed a, ho a downtown hotel is fucking critical for Gen Con. Uh, and I, you can enjoy it without a downtown hotel. Uh, when I went the first year, we did not have a downtown hotel, and it was fine. Like we had a fun, uh, we had a fine time. We had parking. We, you know, every night we went back from the convention, went back to our hotel room, we just fucked around all night. It was great. Like we played board games and shit. And then the second year, we had a downtown hotel, which was nice because then afterwards we could drop everything off the hotel. We'd go out and grab dinner. We'd go back to the room. Like. Gen Con for me, some people, Gen Con is a 24 hour convention. Right. <laughs> They're always on the move. They're always doing shit. For I've, me, heard, I've heard you talk about how, like, after after hours, people were playing games. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And, and it's super cool. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not knocking it in the least. For me, Gen Con is also a vacation. Yeah. So, like, I, I want to fucking have a crazy day, but I want to have a great day at the dealer hall or my events or whatever. <clears throat> and sometimes I'll buy events that are outside that. But for the most part, like at the end of the day, like six, seven o'clock, you know, like, you know, the dealer hall's closed. I had dinner. I just want to go back to the, uh, I just want to go, go back, back to the hotel. I want to fucking lounge in some like fucking sweatpants and a t-shirt. I don't want to play board games with my buddies. And like, for me, that's what Gen Con's all about. Like, oh shit, what'd you find today? Oh shit, man. You remember that demo? Oh man, I should have fucking bought this game. And then like Aaron and I will fucking research like, oh, what games do we want? Or fucking... You know, patches will be like, ah, I didn't buy this. And like, we'll regret that. Or we'll try to like, ah, oh, shit, I saw this. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Right. And like, that's something like we do. And that's something I really enjoy about Gen Con. So, I mean, so, we'll see. I mean, it, up. it definitely sounds like a really good time. That, that's for sure. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to keep trying to sell you on it all, uh, all year. It's fucking worth it, man. I would say it's probably like, it's a fucking mecca for board gamers, man. In all seriousness, like just the fucking experience alone, at least once is so fucking worth it. And I mean, I, it's not a bad price. With four of us going, it would not be a bad price. Like for you to be like, all right, this isn't bad. And I think you'd get to do a lot of fun shit that you'd want to have that you would uh, really. I think enjoy. I would too. And I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna look into it, looking to saving up for it. So, it's see if I can do it this year with you guys because I really want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cool thing for you, uh, you'd, I would recommend you'd want to have an idea that you're gonna go by May. By May. Well, just because. So the way it'll work is if you know you want to go by May then we can plan for you when we buy event tickets. So like I like I can cut the hotel room fucking six different ways the fucking day before the convention. That ain't hard. But by May, you'll need to buy a badge so that you can get your event tickets. Gotcha. Like they've sold out four day badges every year in July usually. So you'll there should be no concern with you getting a badge in May. But then you would be like, okay, cool. This is my badge. This is what I'm doing. Right. Like I said, we can like parking fucking easy to split. Like right now I'm planning on splitting it two ways because patches goes on his own. But if you go with us, fuck it, we'll split it four way, uh, three, three ways. ways. Boom. Easy. But like, if you don't, it's still easy enough to change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then hotel room, like right now I'm planning on splitting it three ways. If you say you're going to go cool, I'll just split it four ways. And that doesn't matter until the actual convention itself. Cause then you know, oh, like, you know what I mean? Right. But you know, like to actually get your event tickets and guaranteed, like some of the shit we do like sells out. Like, what if you want to do Lord like of the, the Rings? Like the escape room you guys did last Yeah, if you year. want to, exactly. Like the escape room we do. Like, that's fucking, those things sell out. Like, the uh, Champagne Urbana fucking uh, escape room company is awesome. They sell out every fucking year. So, you got to make sure, oh shit, I need, you know, got to get this in. Um, you know what other things that we do? Like, Aaron and I did uh, always do LCG games. Mm -hmm. If you want to play Lord of the Rings with us, which I know you don't play, but if you wanted to play with us, 
we'd have to fucking get you in that way, you know? Right. Same way with uh, Arkham Horror. If you wanted to play with us, we'd have to fucking make sure that we have a now spot that, to get that you would in. Pro- that would probably be one I'd want to play with you guys, is, is Arkham Horror. Oh, that it's fucking sure fun as shit, dude. And, I mean, like, Marvel Champions is going to be another one where it's like, if you want to play with us, like, if it works, like, it's a di- it's a, probably a little different for Marvel Champions if it's not all, like, because Aaron and I can have the decks, and we're like, oh, yeah, we bought a pack, and, like, it'll work. But it's like, you know, if you want to play with us, you got to make sure you have the fucking money to play, you know what right. I mean? And so we got to make sure we get you a ticket. Because, um, like, I mean, you're probably not going to do, like, I don't know, you might not be into the gun pull like I am, so that's fine. I don't buy you a ticket for that. I mean, if you right. wanted to, you're fucking more than welcome. And, like... If I really wanted to, I could try and get a ticket to uh, to Critical Role because they're there every year. Yeah, if you wanted to, we could put you down. Like for me, that's not a thing I want to do, but I can most assuredly fucking, uh, you know, try to get you a ticket. So the way we do it is patches and Aaron just fucking hope for, hope that I can get all the tickets. Right. We, we have a friend list, so then we set it up so it's like, okay, cool. We're looking for three tickets for this event, two tickets for this event, three tickets for this. I just need a ticket for this. You set your wish list up like it. And then if you want to go, then we just say, okay, cool. I want four tickets to this, three tickets to this, one ticket to this. You know what I mean? And then you we need just, a ticket to ride. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah. And then we just kind of prioritize it. So, like, I've been, I don't know, man. It, it, for some reason, I've kind of become, like, the fucking planner for these. I don't know how I'm the, tra- like, the travel advisor or whatever. Well, you kind of are. I mean, you are the commander rooster, so. Yeah, I don't know why. You, you, you definitely have taken over that role of leader in our group of friends. <laughs> yeah. So some fucking reason yeah it's just i'm just making like i'm the coordinator it just i make sure that we get the job that we get the tickets we get to the places like i tend to fucking hold on to the tickets i pass them out to everybody and that's just kind of how it goes um but yeah so i mean like i said if you want to go i'd really think on it like probably have an idea by like may so that way you can get your badge because if you don't have your badge i can't buy an extra ticket and if i can't buy an extra ticket then you there's can no, go. Like there's you, no point in going, really. <sighs> I mean, I would say there's still a reason to go. There, I mean, like there's it's so much cool reason, shit. But like, there are people that go to Gen Con and don't go to any events. Like, just getting in the dealer hall and going to the demo hall is fucking sweet. Or you could go to the hot games room. Like, if you're fucking really interested in it, you could fucking spend like five bucks when you get there. Um, get your you know you have your badge. Your badge is gonna be like a hundred and some bucks. Mm-hmm. But get your you have your badge. Uh, get uh, $5, $6 worth of uh, fucking generic tickets, go to the hot games room, and you can play for like four-hour chunks for $2. Hand them all, you know, $6 worth of tickets so you can have like 12 hours in there and just fucking learn all the new board games. And then you'd be like, oh, shit, I really like this. Or, you know, like meet some people. Or, I don't know, win a tournament randomly. It's like super fun in that aspect. And like that's one of the things I really like about it. So yeah, and, and it uh, like I said, every year you go, every year it sounds like a blast, and I wish I could. Oh my god, it's fucking incredible! So I'm really hoping I can save up and and Board actually game go with you guys, because there's not. I mean, we've talked about this in in a in a past in a previous podcast, but there's nothing better than going to a con with your friends and just like having that con experience. And honestly, I've never really gotten that multi day stay somewhere outside of the you know it you're not driving back home that night kind of con and this would be that incredible like you said board game mecca of of cons oh yeah dude it's freaking awesome yeah well i mean after talking about gen con for a while uh i mean you got anything else uh, we, At did least the, in years. <laughs> we, we did the we did the live D and D. We we actually all got together, and there was only one person who wasn't able to make it. But it was it was awesome. It was 
Did they play and they just didn't show up, or they were no, they, they didn't did, play even? They they weren't able to play. They mm. weren't. They, they were Scared doing family away, stuff. Huh? No, well, I mean, she was sure, doing family, family stuff. stuff. She was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm yeah. out." Dude, I ain't seeing you fucks in the real world. It was Christmas. That's all it was. It just that's how we weren't sure she was gonna be able to make it, anyways. That's good. So you uh, you advance your campaign any then? We did. Uh, I think we're up to level eight now. I believe. Man, you guys are speed running this. We we are a little bit. How uh, how far do you guys think you're gonna go with it? Um, well, I know my sister said, uh, before we go even into like the next chapter of this, we had to be at least a level eight or nine. So, I mean, it, this is one I could see us taking for a while. Uh, it's, it seems to be one that's planned out for a long, long stretch. Well, I mean, 12 more levels and then start getting weird. Yeah. I've seen people try to like hodgepodge past level 20 and shit gets really weird at that point. The god killer levels. Yeah, like I've seen people, like I said, I've seen people hodgepodge up to like those high level fucking characters. And like, oh, well, this would be level 21 and this would be level 34. And yeah. It's fucking weird. I, I mean, at that point, I'd almost rather roll a new character and, and play a new character than, than try and hodgepodge. 21 or 27 or whatever it would be. Well, there's something really special about playing high-level D&D characters as well. Oh, sure. Like, a lot of people, they'll play campaigns, and they'll get done probably around level 8 to 10, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times, like, okay, cool, I took this character level 8 or 10, and then a lot of times, like, well, I don't have any more adventure. Because at that point, when you're at, like, level 8 or 10, like, you can't, you can't fight a goblin. Right. Like, goblins just aren't something you fucking fight anymore. Goblins are something you look at and they explode. Yeah, so it's like you don't really fight them. So it's like you have to, the DM has to up their game and like what kind of monsters you're going to find. And at that point, it's like you've gone through, you know, you've gone through a couple dungeons. You've gone through a couple, you know, a couple adventures, it feels like at that mm -hmm. point. Like even if you've got one overarching fucking adventure, you've gone through a couple adventures at that point. Maybe your characters have set up some sort of, you know, base camp. You know, you've rolled that character, I'm going to guess to get to level 8, you've probably rolled that character between 30 to 50 hours. Right. Like, you know, it's like... You're, so. It's, you're, and you're, you're looking at probably six months to a year of consistent play. Yeah, so I mean, so you start running into that. I mean, it's just... I mean, you guys have been playing, what, probably about three months, four months? Uh, probably about four months. Did you guys start it around the beginning of the brown season? Yeah, it was it was about somewhere around August. Yeah, so so probably about four months. You guys played about four months. Honestly, at that point, I'd be done with the character. I would be, uh, you know, I really like these characters. I like Glick and I like my Loridians and I like my Lurs. I mean, well, Lur I ran for years, but that's it. That was a completely different scenario. And Lur, I don't think Lur ever expanded past. He had a, I had a level thirteen Lur once. He was pretty awesome. But then he also died, like all the other lures, and he passed on to another lure. Cur curse of the lure, man. <clears throat> yeah, well, that was just the, that was the, just the fucking joke. Like, like I've said before, high school D and D gets weird. High schoolers are weird, man. Like right. teenagers are fucking weird. Of course they so, are. So, but we had some good times. Weird teenagers make weird weird grownups, and weird grownups are awesome. But yeah, like nowadays, like I would, uh, I, my first character in Five E Loridian, he was fun, and I really enjoyed him. And I'd like to go back to that character, but I mean, we got to level five with him, and I was like, all right, Luridian, it's time for you to be done for a while. So I, I definitely understand people who'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. But I mean, that eats their own. Like I said, some people really enjoy playing those high-level characters. We, I, I tell you what, I really enjoy, because we <coughs> started getting into more recently some of the role-play stuff. Because mm. um, we were doing a lot of combat, but we, we've gotten into a lot of, uh, like, we're getting into some bigger cities, so we get into a lot more of the role-play stuff, which is... I mean, I love the role play aspect of, of of games and stuff like that. So that for me has been awesome, and I love where I love where 
Tyrus is going right now. I love the the you know the feel of this character, and it doesn't take me hardly any time at all to get into that mindset of this character. And it was like at one point um, we had talked about going into a hill giant town or something like that, and uh, like I started going. I don't want to go off and fight 30 giants plus whatever they have running around with them. And they, they asked me, they were like, is this you saying this or are you metagaming or is this Tyrus? And I'm like, this is both. He's not a stupid character. And he knows he's going to die with one swing of the, the club. This is not a, you know, this, but I don't want to go and fight 30 giants because I don't want to die. So, and, and in that aspect, I, I mean, in that aspect, Lure would have been like, fucking yes. <laughs> Bring my death, and she'll be a worthy one. Tyrus is a different type of character, though. He's he's that he's not cautious at all, but he's also not one to go. I'm going straight into the death pit. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I, and like I said, I get that when you're not playing that fucking barbarian type character, like they, no one wants to die in that aspect. Like very rarely are you, very rarely do you get to play a character that's like asking for death, right? And I mean, sometimes. I, sometimes you do run into a problem though where you play a character so long and you're so scared to give them like take a chance that they could die well like, i'm not i'm the, not afraid to take that chance because like we were well i'm we not were, saying you're afraid to take like, but what no, i'm saying is like on the adverse side of that like sometimes like think about it like if you ever play a one-shot D uh-huh. campaign like there is so often in that campaign like you'll have a character it's always pre-gen characters like very rarely you're gonna sit there and build a character for a one-shot because right. fuck it it's one shot it's one shot why take but you're time? gonna play that character and you're probably gonna fucking like fuck it dude that character i bet is gonna be suicidal oh yeah because you're like i don't fucking care whereas if you say hey maybe but if i it would change if i said hey man take a carrot pre-gen but we might use them again one day you're going to be way more cautious with that character. You'll be like, hmm, I really don't want to take any risks of this character getting a weird stat or me having to go back to a weird role play. But if I just say, hey, man, here's a, the fucking clerics get bloodthirsty, man. Yeah. Clerics get bloodthirsty in, in one off campaigns like that. And so it's uh, but at the same time, like when you start getting your characters up into those higher level, up into those higher levels. And even to me, I ran into it with Lur. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want you to die now, man. Yeah. Like, you're, like, fucking past level 10. You got some cool fucking, like, perks. You got some things. And, like, you're so scared that that character now, you're going to lose that character. And, I mean, you could fucking metagame it. So, you're like, oh, well, they didn't really die. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it almost takes away the fucking, con- like, it, that takes away that consequence. And sometimes those characters, you'll see them start to turtle up. And it's, it's really fun when you see the fighters start to do that. You're like, you're the fucking fighter, man. What do you mean you're not going to run in there? You've ran in there since level one. But now at level 10, all of a sudden, you're like, maybe we should be smart. And it's like, to an extent, you could say that's character growth, and they're like, oh, maybe I can't just run in there and win every fight. But at the same time, it's like, hey, man, you can't just turtle up your characters so, at this point. I, I'm going to give you a cool little story here. At one point, like I said, we were fighting like three hill giants and maybe a, something else a, along with them. But I had just picked up the ability to take three attacks. In If I take the attacks with my swords, I take three attacks. Okay. I get an offhand attack and I get two attacks with the the prime prime blade. So I run up. I take. Um, it takes me both actions to get in there, and then I so I can't take the action yet. Gonna wait wait around and I get hit and I get down to like, I I lose seventy five percent of my hit points. I should have ducked out as soon as I could. But I took that action. I took that action of, I want to see how much damage I can actually do with these blades when I'm trying. When I, when I get in close and do, these, do this damage. 
So the I take take my shots, and I say now I'm going to run. They they my everyone like stops like completely stops. Is like that's a terrible idea. This is a completely terrible idea. I said I know my character would do this. My character one of his flaws is he's he's not afraid to make mistakes and he's not afraid to make them again. So yes, my character would absolutely go in, not necessarily bloodthirsty, but go in and make that mistake. And so I did, and I got lucky and. And didn't get hit with the the uh, opp opportunistic attack uh, while I backed out. After that, I started throwing throwing magic spells and throwing elder eldritch blast and stuff like that. But for a minute, I got to go in and be hands on with with this character who should never be hands on because he was he was so low health and still kind of is. Nah, man, every character can be hands on. Fuck it, man. Like I said, Claire's king of bloodthirsty. Yeah. Fucking, it's fun then. Uh, I mean, like I said, I like, I, I just never, yeah, yeah, I'm getting all tongue-tied now. <laughs> like I said, never take, never let your character get overly cautious in that aspect and never let them get more bloodthirsty than they should be. And it's, I think it's, it's definitely it's the fine, danger that you always roll between, with role-playing. Yeah, it's that fine line between murder hobo and, and too scared to fight. Well, yes and no. I mean, you're always murder hobos. Like, everyone's a murder hobo. No one fucking follows their DM's plot. It's just, it's how it D&D &D goes. <laughs> like, oh, you had a cool idea? Yeah, it fucking sucks, buddy. Because you know what? I heard there was a cat. And I'm going to spend the rest of this night trying to find the cat in an alley. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something important with that cat. There's nothing to do with that cat. But in my head, I need to catch that fucking cat. So I'm now Arya Stark fucking chasing Sir Pounce around King's Landing. <laughs> That's how shit goes. Uh, well, I, mean, I guess enough about our just random D&D thoughts and rabbles, man. Uh, you've been watching anything? Been watching My Hero. Uh, All right, you got My Hero going on. I like that. I mean, I, we talked a little bit about that last time. I haven't watched too much more. But there's an interesting thing I've been I've been catching, and maybe it's because I've been binge-watching it, but Midoriya grows. Like, physically, you can see him growing through this series. And I, 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 it, it clicked... Maybe yesterday. <laughs> I thought for a minute you were gonna be like, "There's like character development, man." No, I'm no, like, "No, no like, shit, like Sherlock." Physical growth. Ah. But, I mean, I think part of it is character development, but I think part of it is when, like, you first see Midoriya, he's that you know he he's shy, he's hunched over, he's he's um, withdrawn into himself most of the time, and then he starts getting getting that confidence from being at UA, and he he you can actually see him standing taller, like you can see him standing stronger in himself and more confident in himself and they they actually took the time and, and did the art to make it reflect that and that that to me was a really cool well i mean we literally the first kind of arc is him training to get into ua and he goes from being you know like midoriya he was pounds. you know so like fucking ripped yeah and then like they always comment like oh midoriya still doing this like i believe episode 27 when they're doing their names mm -hmm. um i want to say it's episode 27 i don't know why i randomly know that but it's fucking right there in my head so around then... I'll give it to you because... I know, I'm going to go back and look now. I could be wrong, but I, I want to say it's around 27. They're picking their names. Uh, Midnight comes in, and, you know, they're like, oh, you know, fucking... Uh, and they're talking to Midoriya, and they're like, wait, have you been sitting like that the entire time? Because he's sitting just above, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's great training. It really engages my core. Uh-huh, but he's he's sitting there like... Uh. And you'll, yeah, you'll always see him fucking, like, you know, he's either always got, like, the grip trainer, or he's always got a dumbbell. So, yeah, no, Midoriya's always been working on his physical condition. Because when he has his power on, obviously, he's super strong, but he's still... He knows that he can't handle that fucking, you know, right. the he one Right, he knows he has to get stronger physically before he can truly handle one for all. 
But with that being said, like when he goes up against like Baku, even in the even in the tournament, when he starts going up against Baku and Baku starts getting in his face and he's like, he, you can see him starting to shrink back into himself. Oh, yeah. Whenever he's getting yelled at, whenever he's got like his old friend in his fucking face, just screaming at yeah. him. But like, that's what I mean. Like the the the. You know, he doesn't just stand there and get screamed at. You can actually see him physically start. To uh, you got to watch more. You got to watch more. You got to watch more because there's stuff. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm going to actually avoid spoiling some My Hero for you in a magical fucking twist. Woo! <laughs> but after the provisional uh, provisional hero uh, training, hero license exam, uh, there's uh, an episode where you'll see you'll see some some more character, some character growth as well. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Woo! So you start that off, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, no, there's fucking plenty of character growth, man. That's what I love. Let's fucking talk about, like, fuck it. No, the character growth in this show is absolutely amazing. and But that, that I mean, but the, 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 yeah, so the artistic, the earlier, physical right? artistic growth on that they decided to put in was just, like, <clears> if, it, like, Click to me. That's what it was like. You could see him like when he's when he's no, no. I get, I get what you're saying now. It's just like I'm just sitting here. I'm like, well, fuck, man. How am I gonna be nice about this? Of course, there's there's a reason. It's my favorite fucking anime. Right. Oh man, I was a little bummed out. Uh, actually, they didn't have a new uh, dubbed episode out this week. Oh really? Yeah, they said the, something happened. I don't know what, but uh, for some reason, Funimation wasn't able to put out a new dubbed episode. Hmm. So I could watch the subbed episode. I know. I, I'm not going to. I'll just wait next week. I'll get, uh, they're not going to double up next week. So it's no. only going to be, they're going to be one week off with, it's no longer a simul dub. Like they're like, it's the simul dub. It'll just be one week off. Well, it's not a simul dub anymore then kids. <laughs> so it'll be uh one week off now with the dub, but that's okay. I, I've got no problem. It's like a midway break. Uh, it's a little shitty because I really want to know what happens. And if I'm ever really desperate, I could fucking watch it and see what happens. But I'm not that fucking concerned about it. I've got enough shit to watch and enough shit to handle over the next week that if I don't get to watch My Hero this week, I think I'm going to be just fine. Sounds like I got I got a hunch I'll be aight. Uh Mandalorian just ended, so that sucks. That was fucking that incredible. Was, yeah, John Favreau, man. Yeah, without... Uh, before we go into Mandalorian, um, and a plug for my own podcast here... I just did an episode, uh, I called it Rooster's Ramblings. It'll be in your feed before this episode. Uh, it went live today, and it was my thoughts on Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, long story short and quick spoiler-free review, I really enjoyed it. Yeah? It has problems. It has problems that Episode Eight, which I did not enjoy as much, brought on. <clears throat> um, I think there is a sequence in the movie that's a giant F you to Episode Eight. Um and it turns out some people disagree with me. I've discovered on uh, through uh, some Facebook conversations today. Mm-hmm. But I feel that I feel that episode nine makes a landing that's a little shaky, but it does make a landing. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it's not a bad closure for this new Disney trilogy. Uh, some people aren't a fan of it. Some people are a fan of it. Uh, some people aren't a fan of episode eight. I am. I count myself amongst them now. I originally liked episode eight. And I just, the longer I've thought about it, the more it sours on me. I do think episode eight has some fucking stunning moments. The throne room fight with Kylo Ren and fucking Ray, where they take out Snoke and then all those fucking guards is fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Possibly the best lightsaber fight that we'll see in Star Wars. And I think that the General Hoda, se- Hoda sequence when she destroys that fucking superstar destroyer going to light speed, that was fucking inspired. That was so cool and such a cool moment and such a, like, I had no idea that was coming. Like, that wasn't anything I fucking guessed. Uh, and I felt like the salt, the battle on the salt plant, I believe, Crete was really fucking sweet. 
like you know they're like oh we can do this and like you know don't sacrifice yourself like we need you we still need you for the rebellion and shit I enjoyed that. I enjoy the character of Rose. I don't think it's her fault that she got a shitty plot line in episode eight. And because uh, that was what I felt. It was one of my problems with episode eight is I felt the plot line was fucking garbage for yeah. a lot of the characters. Uh, there were three plot lines going through that movie. And to an extent, episode eight almost does what you say you shouldn't do in D&D. And that split the party, huh. you know? Like, I know in episode fucking five, you have that happen where it's like, all right, Han and Leia are going to go do this, and Luke's going to go hang out with, like, fucking Yoda. And, like, so they split the party, but it kind of works out really well for him. Right. But it was like, hey, man, like, I, I like that tri- like that trinity going on, man. I like the Poe Finn Ray shit. Like, I like, oh, cool. I want to see more of it. And episode nine definitely gives us more of that. And I like that a lot. That's good. <clears throat> And like I said, but it's like episode eight just had a lot of problems. You had uh, the fucking the Rose and Finn plot line. I felt is just wholly forgettable, wholly forgettable. Like, I mean, what was maybe if they'd have found Lando Calrissian, I would have enjoyed that. And I, I'll say this in the other in my podcast, Rooster's Ramblings, which you can again listen to maybe before you see this. And it's just, there were just so many problems with that. Like, I didn't mind the Poe stuff. I thought the Poe storyline made sense. Like, he thought that, you know, she was making a terrible choice. And, like, he had to defy her orders. I'm like, all right, hot shot, young gunner. I can dig this. Like, you know, he was kind of wrong in the end. Or was he? I don't know. That's something you can make your own conclusions about. Did he learn a lesson from it? I don't know. I don't really think he did based on episode nine. But that's a different story. Because it just, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of character growth at that point, you know? And uh, the Ray stuff, like, I mean... Cool. It could have been so cool. Like you go and you see Luke and like he just tosses that lightsaber and you're like, wow, that that kind of sucked. Yeah. And like Luke definitely <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Luke definitely has character growth throughout throughout episode eight. But it's like it doesn't feel like you have. I don't know. It doesn't feel like you've earned that ending to it. I think like, all right, cool. He talks to Yoda and now he's happy again. I don't know. But like the Luke we see in episode nine and that's a light spoiler. Of course, Mark Hamill fucking comes back in episode nine. Like, right. I feel like if you're surprised by that, I'm sorry, but it is called the fucking Rise, Rise of, of Skywalker. Skywalker. So the Luke we see in this in this movie is a much better master, like master Skywalker. It's much more what I would have wanted to see master Skywalker be, which it's cool if episode eight doesn't want to make that master Skywalker. But I feel like Ryan Johnson took the plot point like it's like he hopped in the car from jj and jj took a nap and was like yeah man you know where you're going right and J- ryan was like yeah no problem dude and then jj woke up and they were actually 300 miles in the other direction and he's like what happened he's like no no i had some better ideas and it's like no you didn't you didn't have better ideas and some people like episode eight and if you like episode eight fucking party on like that's your thing you can enjoy episode eight and if you liked episode eight Hopefully you like episode nine. Hopefully you like them all. Like, I'm not going to fucking be mad. Like, oh, damn you for liking Star Wars. Man, that is that is one of the great things that has definitely come out of this this uh, decade, this last decade. It's just that Star Wars has made a huge comeback with with the, the new trilogy, with Rogue One, with Mandalorian. Yeah, but I mean, is that a good thing? It's divided fans hard. It, it has. Episode seven, most people were like, all right, that was wholly enjoyable. But episode eight, man, that is a, there is a fucking division of people that are just that want Star Wars to fail from that. Yeah. And I mean, episode nine's not really doing it any favors either. Episode nine's like, wow, yay, boo. Like, it's, it's both sides of the coin. Uh, I mean, Solo was fucking terrible. Can we all agree on that? Like, Solo was not a good movie. <laughs> 
Uh, Rogue One was great though. Rogue One was fucking stellar, in my opinion. From what I from what I've heard, because I still need to watch. Rogue you haven't One. seen Rogue One? I haven't seen Rogue One. What? It is the best Star Wars movie made. Rogue One came out four years ago. I know. You haven't seen the mo- four-year-old fucking movie, and I you're watching not. Undercover Brother too? Yeah, buddy. Three weeks in a row, we've nailed Undercover <laughs> Brother too. You haven't seen fucking Rogue One, but you're watching that shit. Oh my God, Squiggles. We need to talk about priorities, brother. <laughs> Oh, it's on Netflix. Well, it was. It's on Disney Plus now. It's on Disney Plus. You've been able to stream it for like three years. Oh my God. Rogue One's great. Yeah. Dude, Rogue One, legitimately, Rogue One is fucking awesome. Please. I implore you, watch Rogue One in the near future. Very, very, before the next podcast, it will be watched. I, you don't have, I'm not giving you fucking that kind of homework. Okay, I, I'm not, I, it's not homework. Like, I'm putting that on myself. Should right? I put together a questionnaire? I mean, be like, all right, <laughs> buddy. Uh, Jen Urso does this, true or false? <laughs> you know? Oh my god! I just oh my god! You haven't seen Rogue One? Have you seen Have you seen Solo? Nope. Okay, man. If you just said yes to that, I'd have been pissed. Nope. I'd have been like Squiggles, motherfucker. You seen Last Jedi? I've nope. What? <laughs> what? Have you watched any Star Wars since Force Awakens? Nope. Uh, in fairness, I think Rogue One came out in sixteen. Now that I'm thinking about it, by the way. But still. Yeah. So three years. Of, well, I said four years. So I'm, I'm just giving you a bit. I'm giving you a little bit better when I'm. Like, wait, did you say yes to Force Awakens? Force Awakens is the last thing I've seen. Jesus Christ! You have so you haven't seen any Star Wars movie. Uh-uh. Oh my fucking god, Squiggles! Really? Really? How the fuck have you stayed out of the Star Wars hole? I don't know. I honestly don't know because I it's it's been one of those like I need to go see this. I really need to go see this. I need to go see Rogue One. I need to go see Solo at some point. I need to go see. I'm in just- love with you, man. Last Jedi kind of sucks, but you might like it. Like Last Jedi, Last Jedi has moments uh-huh. and. God damn, I'm sorry for spoiling that. I thought that was fucking safe to say. Honestly, most of what you said I've heard, so it wasn't... Well, yeah, I fucking... I have berated that movie. (laughs) Especially recently, upon recent viewings, I've been like, this fucking movie. I didn't realize that my audience hadn't fucking seen it, though. (laughs) Uh, Aaron's seen fucking Last Jedi and Rogue One. Oh, my God. Well, fuck that shock. Seriously, it, it was just one of those. I need to go see this. I can't go see it right now. I'm going to. It's it's it, and it got put off and put off and put off. And then I didn't want to see any of them until like I saw Rogue One, and Rogue One was the one where I was. I kept putting it off and putting oh it off, God. and I fucking hate doing it. But uh, well, good I news. Have um, in case you didn't know, uh, Rogue One. Well. Let me just say, in Rogue One, they all die. Yeah. I'm gonna let me spoil that for you. I already knew that though. Yeah. Um, no, but in Rogue uh, Rogue One takes place before A New Hope, right. so you don't need that to see anything else. I I would probably say, I would probably watch Last Jedi if you think you're gonna see Rise of Skywalker in the near future, or I would watch Last Jedi, or you know, just so you have a better understanding, like the things I just kind of railed against in right. Last Jedi, or compliments. I think I complimented the things in Last Jedi and bitched as well. Uh, wow, man, that shocks me. That led, I'm actually fucking like, God damn, you haven't fucking seen any of th- You fucking lived with me for like two of those movies and you didn't see them. I, that Yeah. It oh was my just, God. It was one of those, like, I kept putting I it off. I had a kid. And- I literally, I had a month old baby and I found time to go see Last Jedi. I just, I kept putting it off and putting it off and then all of a sudden it just. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, you should, uh, you should watch them. I, I, okay. I, I think Solo's I, a bad right. movie. I already know. I enjoy Star Wars movies. I want to watch these movies. At some point, I'm probably just going to sit down and, and binge through the entire series again. 
and do, do that's fair that, um but i would watch force awakens before you watch the last jedi just yeah. kind of like kind of give you that like rehash uh rogue one you're gonna enjoy rogue one it's a great standalone story uh solo could have been a really good movie there are some great moments with uh danny glover mm-hmm. he fucking chews up the scenery in the best fucking possible ways danny glover chews up the scenery in just about anything he's in i love danny glover. yeah his lando calrissian is really good uh, I don't like the guy who plays Han Solo. I just don't think he works very well. Uh, he kind of looks like a young Harrison Ford if you squint. <laughs> and, like It's like if you were looking at a funhouse mirror of like young Harrison Ford and you squinted and you turned your head a little bit and you just you didn't quite remember what Harrison Ford looks like. If someone described <laughs> to you what Harrison Ford looked like, but they left out some key details. Uh, if a police sketch artist had to do Han Solo, had to draw Han Solo. OK, I think maybe that's what you would get. Um, and not knocking the guy like he just he kind of looks like and it's always something you run into when it's like, oh, you have to play a young version of this fucking well-known actor who was playing that role at around that age. Right. Sorry, kid. Good luck. And he he's, he does fine. I mean, they had to shoot that movie twice. So Solo Solo has its problems. Um, I wouldn't really recommend seeing Solo uh, unless, except for the fact that it's like, well, you know, you want to see it all. Right. Uh, and I, that's the only reason I would recommend Solo. I didn't like it at all, actually. Uh, I, I, it, it was the, it was Han Solo's greatest hits. That's all it was. Like, do you want to see him meet Chewie? Cool. Do you want to see him get his gun? I didn't know I wanted that because I didn't. But that's how he gets his gun. Oh, did you want to see him fucking get the Millennium Falcon? Like, that's kind of fun to watch. Game. Yeah, it's like I mean it, that happens, obviously. You know, it's like, hey, you want to see what the Kessel Run is? Cool. Like, that's fun. Oh, there's a giant space monster that no one's ever fucking mentioned before. So that happens. Again? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Um, hey, man, like Han Solo had this like girlfriend lady who like totally works as like a, a mob member, I guess, who works for Darth Maul. But we're never really going to fucking address that either. Like, yeah, dude, like, yeah. All right. That movie's fucking weird, man. Like, that movie's fucking weird. Uh, Like, Lando Calrissian works with the droid for a while who, like, totally wants to fuck him, and he might want to fuck her. I don't know. Like, you got to see it, man. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I imagine it's probably... Is it is it one of those, like, terrible train wrecks you can't stop watching? Well, there's a literal train wreck in the movie, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Alrighty, then. So, um, if you want to watch a train wreck, the coolest character in that movie, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking spoiling it all for you. Uh, the coolest character in that movie fucking dies, like, half an hour into it. <laughs> like, he's this guy who I was really into, like, whatever the fuck his character was. He and was then like, all of a sudden, well, that's over. Yeah, he's like this fucking, like, like monkey pilot thing. <laughs> he's got, like, four arms and shit. I was like, I like this guy a lot. And I'm like, man, I hope he's around this entire movie. It's gonna make it work. Oh, fuck. So, like, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> That's, like, the best I can say. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, Woody Harrelson's character is okay. I don't think he's that interesting, but he's there the entire <laughs> time. Uh, Amelia Clark's character is okay. Like, it's just... She's she's okay. I don't know. It's Amelia Clark. So if you I want to watch, I like, didn't fucking... even realize Woody Harrelson was in that movie. Yeah, man, he plays he plays like the smuggler that like teaches Han how to be like a smuggler. Dude, you gotta see this movie. I... It's fucking bad. So like, okay, here's some more here's some more fucking just shitting on Solo because apparently I'm just gonna shit on a Star Wars movie today. Like at the end of the movie, you're like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm a bad guy. 
or I'm a I'm a rogue. But it's like you don't really feel like a rogue because you're like a good guy. Like if this movie would have ended with him making like questionable, morally gray decisions, I'd have been like, all right, I get that. But at the end of the movie, he kills a guy who he knows he has to kill because he's going to kill him. And he gives all of the loot away, except for a small amount. They're like, oh, true. We were rich. So some, someone once I think I saw it on Facebook or something. They said uh, Han Solo is the if he if Han Solo was a D and D character, he would be a uh, rogue, but he would be have everything put into charisma. Oh yeah, man! Like, and this guy—I mean, he doesn't ooze charisma as much. Like, like I said, Lando Calrissian. You're like, he's like, I'm gonna—he's gonna fuck everything on that scene. <laughs> and like, like Danny Glover just comes off of this fucking like—he just oozes this fucking like sensual fucking like Lando Cal. Like, it's great, dude. He's such a schmarmy fucking dude. And you're like, I like Lando Calrissian a lot, and I don't like Lando Calrissian. Like, I don't dislike Billy D, and I don't dislike Lando Calrissian in fucking in Star Wars at all. But I was like, God, I really like like Glover's. Glover. I really like Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. He's clearly the best part of that movie, right? And it's like, oh man, this is fucking great. And it's, uh, I don't know, you you'll see it, man. It's it's okay. It's it it's fucking not the worst movie you're ever gonna watch. It's not Food Fight, I guess. I was gonna say it's it can't be the worst. <coughs> the worst is absolutely Food Fight. Yeah, so. it's not gonna be the worst fucking movie you ever watch. But oh man, I can't believe I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. God, I wasn't prepared for that in this podcast, Commandos. <laughs> oh man. Uh but yeah. So Star Wars Episode Nine, I'd recommend seeing it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Does it stick the landing? Yeah, I'd give it a solid three out of five, honestly. Okay. Uh, I think the movie itself, it fixes, for me, the sins of Episode Eight, and I feel like it acknowledges the problems with Episode Eight, And so that's something I I appreciated. Mandalorian, on the other fucking hand, God fucking damn, is that a good fucking TV show? I love that. And it's already been confirmed for uh, season two. Yeah, I think they're saying like August or autumn or something. Like, yeah. I can't remember if they said autumn or it August. Might, I think, I I think they said autumn because I think it was well, fall. Fall bullshit. Bullshit, I need it now. Right. Uh, if they give us another eight episodes of solidness, man, I'll be like, why wasn't John Favreau fucking crowned King of Star Wars? You know, at one point he was in the running for JJ's job. I've, I've heard that, yes. Yeah, he was in the, uh, he was supposed to be in the running for episode seven. And then it, it obviously went to JJ, which I thought JJ did a really good job with episode seven. I liked right. Force Awakens. Um, but fuck, man, like what Favreau's doing with the fucking, with the TV universe Mandalorian, I really hope that they consult him and he does a little bit of work for Obi-Wan because I want that series to be even better. Yeah. And I think that series will be even better. Cause it's going to be Ian McGregor coming back. And I'm so excited for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, man. Mandalorian, he gets a signet, man. Fuck. Oh, some spoilers for Mandalorian coming up kids. If you haven't figured it out. If you haven't figured it out by like episode 12, we're going to spoil the fuck out of shit. I'm sorry. Maybe that's what we should call our podcast. Spoilers oh, ahead. Spoilers ahead. But fuck man. I, uh, spoiler salvo, I don't know. Crow-ho, crow-ho, spoilers all, all ahead. I don't know if I want to say crow-ho, that sounds weird. <laughs> but yeah, so Mandalorian was fucking awesome. Gets a signet, fucking becomes a clan of two with Baby Yoda. All the other Mandalorians are dead, that sucked. Yeah. But, man, I thought it ended really well. I thought that the IG unit... Okay, let me start at the beginning of that episode. Um, so Squiggles said he was, like, fucking doing a bunch of drugs and shit, so he passed out at the beginning. But he was just super fucking tired, so he <laughs> yeah, was kind of in and out. it was one of those weird fucking nights for me where I didn't sleep. But so, I woke up, I was like, all right, I'm going to be awake, I'm going to watch this, and then for, like, the first 
little bit, I was in and out. All right. So the beginning of the episode with the stormtroopers mm-hmm. was fucking inspired. Oh my god, <laughs> with it was the, so with funny. With the unit coming in with the yeah, he comes yeah. out at the end and he fucking you know he saves Baby Yoda from him. But it was fucking hilarious. I would I would watch that show if you gave me fucking behind the bucket and it was just stormtroopers like fucking off in their daily business. <laughs> Uh, directed by Taiki Watiti, I would watch the fucking shit out of it. It was so good. I I didn't realize it. Like I was like, oh shit, he's the fucking director of the episode. I didn't realize he was the director of the episode. Until and like I should have like that end. fucking because that's such a fucking joke that guy would do. He's just fucking like oh. Yeah, like they're fucking they're shooting and they can't hit the fucking can. <laughs> it's fucking so good. It's, yeah. Like I don't it know. It's brilliant. It is absolute brilliance. It is Taiki Watiti brilliance. Oh my best. god! Like it just it was so funny. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, it was not to like, like, fucking, like, you know, animal cruelty or like, fucking, it's fun to punch Baby Yoda, but like, he bites the stormtrooper <laughs> and he punches the bag. Wham! <laughs> the guy keeps hitting the bag, or like the fucking the mom. And then the, the other, jokes. the other guy going. He hasn't, that thing hasn't moved in a while. Should we look at it? You just want to see it. Oh my god! And then talking like Mom Gideon, like you know, he killed a whole bunch of guys of his men. You know, that's a guy who wants to make a point. I got that point. <laughs> you know, and then fucking. You know, like all the guys, like, well, he just killed an officer for uh, interrupting him, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. standing by. It was just so funny. Like, <laughs> like I said, if you gave me a behind the bucket fucking half an hour TV show, I'd watch the fuck out of yep. it. I discovered, like, I, I didn't yeah. know I wanted that. That that, I, that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. That again, like you just said, I didn't know I needed that. I yeah. need that. I it's need a, that hard. It's a fucking Saturday Night Live that sketch is, in that fucking is, Star Wars. Yeah. That's what it was. It was so good. It was, it was fucking it was hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> I I, w- I would love to watch watch Saturday Night Live Stormtroopers. Like that. That would I mean, be, that's what it was. That was a, that was an was, SNL skit. It, it was. in the middle of Star Wars that fucking fit perfectly. And, and it, it wasn't was just. Great. It wasn't like today's SNL. That was eighties SNL. Like the good shit. The good. Oh my shit. god! It was so funny. Yeah. And then, he, I mean, the IG unit shows up and fucking <laughs> Carl Weathers, I love IG units. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It was so good. Yep. Uh, I mean, like this, this character, like this show, like I don't like that bit, the beginning bit specifically. I don't know if he just pitched it like, hey, I got an idea for the opening or if they. I want I almost wonder if it was like, hey, we've got, a, you know, they, they basically made the last two episodes into one. Oh, yeah, it's long. one big episode. It's one big episode. But it, it's almost as if they they had an hour's worth of stuff, and then they were like, "Okay, we need about twenty minutes here where we're where, where we can add in." And and I, and Taiki Watiti just goes, "You know what? Let's do Stormtrooper Saturday Night Live. Let's do that." God, it was so good. It was it was so fucking good. And I I just oh my god, I loved it, man. That was great. I mean, and it, there were two great moments. Like that was fucking great. And then the end of the movie, the end of the episode, the end of the movie, yeah, the end of the episode with um, Moff Gideon popping out with a fucking like black lightsaber. It's like oh, what the, the, the shit? The black light, yeah. The oh my god, like and then you like as you see that coming through, and you're like, is that is that just like no. a black sword? Is that a black? No, what the fuck oh. is? Oh my oh, god, fuck that's. So he's standing oh. there, Kate billowing in the wind. He'll definitely. It looks like they'll definitely be a bigger fucking bad guy for season two. And oh I'm, yeah, I'm really fucking interested in what oh, that's yeah. going he, to be and what that future is be... going to hold. And now he's got a grudge against Mando, man. Yeah, and I mean, apparently Mando now is you know Baby Yoda's father, right? So now it's Baby Mando, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I uh, I thought for fucking sure. Also, you know, fucking Mandalorian's like, I'm going to die. And they're like, well, I'm not a living unit. Okay, IG unit, you can take my helmet off. <laughs> right. But 
I guess. <laughs> but you have that fucking moment. It's like all he needed was a little bit of back down. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's all you fucking needed. That's all you needed. Some, you couldn't have just been like, hey, close your eyes real quick. Let me cover this or turn around. Don't look at me. Right. That's what it had to be. I was like, oh my God. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, you just need a little bit of salve and you're good to go. Like that fixed your head wound. <laughs> Okay, fuck it, whatever. All right, whatever. This cool. is Star Wars. Anything's possible. Got his jetpack, took his helmet off. It had everything the Got show needed. Yeah, man, the signet's fucking sweet. Yep, I really like that. The signal signet. That's fine, you're good. <coughs> I thought it was going to be a Baby Yoda signet. I really did. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of cool. Like it, it has this great moment where he takes the. He wouldn't take the signet before because he didn't realize or he, he was still wrestling with like, was Baby Yoda my friend or was my enemy? I don't know. And then at the end of it, like he gets that that fucking mudhorn signet and he accepts it. And not only that, he becomes like, you know, you're a clan of two, pretty much. You know, it's yeah. like him and Baby Yoda. But it, like it signifies like, you know, that friendship and like where the character growth has come. Right. And it was another chance for them to like do character development and character growth with someone who's not showing their face. So like Favreau, who fucking like wrote and fucking like guided this the series, was he just he fucking continues to nail it on the head. Absolutely. So while he may not Favreau be Favreau may be one of the the creative geniuses of our time. Oh like, yeah, dude, dude's far, fucking great, man. By far, he is definitely one of the better, better creators of series and shows and movies and stuff yeah. that we've seen. Oh yeah, I mean, and he's just got enough fucking shit that people love. Yeah, I mean, fucking, it just was Christmas. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Elf. Yeah, guess who directed it? So you know, he fucking kickstarted the MCU and he kickstarts Star Wars live action TV. Like the man has a great fucking artistic vision. Like, this is what he was... God, can you imagine if, like, this wasn't what he was supposed to do with his life? Like, there was some other shit he could have been doing, and it's like, this is just what he picked? God, that poor profession lost a fucking master. That's for goddamn sure. Thank true. God we got it. <laughs> and, I mean, I've loved everything he's put out right now. Like, Mandalorian was a great episode fucking series. It had phenomenal fucking storytelling. It had fucking great character arcs. For a guy who doesn't fucking show his face, fuck, dude, he did so good. And it was fun. There was a lot of fucking humor, which I think that's part of the core of Star Wars is you have to have like these fucking like weird consequences or like these weird stakes that's just injected with humor. Like you got to laugh. Like there's fucking Jabba the Hutt out there. And it's like, it's just funny. It's like a space worm is like your king. Right. What? You know, fucking you know, he's, he's tossing Twi'leks into the fucking Rancor pit, you know? Yeah, Mo, you kill the Rancor, but you got the fucking big, you know, the big tubby dude who's like sad. He's like, oh, my pet. <laughs> like, that's the guy I could cosplay. And he's you know? <laughs> like, you have just moments like that. It's fucking awesome. It is. And so I, I just, I felt like the Mandalorian captured a lot of that Star Wars for me. So you mentioned Elf, and th I know this is weird, but I was watching a movie the other day. And Josh Whedon's name popped up. And, and I, I mean, was, he's made a couple. He's made a few. I had no idea he was any part of this movie. And I think he was like a writer or maybe a producer. He wasn't like the director of this movie. But it was Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. And I, I was completely... Oh, an animated movie? Or is no, that it's, live it's, action? it's a live action Christmas... I remember. Richie fucking. Rich movie. Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. And I was like, okay, that apparently he's part of that. So it did when you said that that's triggered, but I was like, that's a weird thing for you know. That was yeah. just one of those weird weird things that popped up. Yeah, man, fucking party on! I like Joss Whedon. I do too. <clears throat> I felt I felt there were definitely some nods to Whedon in this movie mm -hmm. in uh, the new Star Wars movie. So you can listen to my podcast and hear all about them. 
So, and when you eventually see it in three years, you should go back and listen to that Rooster <laughs> Ramblings. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about them in a year. Don't worry. I'll spoil them for you next year. <clears throat> uh, with that, we should probably talk some news, man. We just we fucking around for an hour, yeah. man. I don't know if we talked anything useful in that past hour. Uh, we talked Mandalorian. That was completely useful. Yeah, we talked Mandalorian. I'm going to a little bit of a Star Wars rant because apparently I'm just going to keep talking about Star mm-hmm. Wars. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, we'll just hit the quick news. Uh did you see that Star Trek has a new TV series? I did not. Uh, Picard. It's going to be all about Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. It's going to take place, I don't know when after, where, when exactly in the Star Trek universe. It's going to be on CBS All Access, which is their uh, streaming service. Is it going to have Patrick Stewart? Yes. Is he, Oh, he's returning. Yes. Awesome. Uh, supposedly... The supposedly most of the main cast is going to be there. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a T. Te- you're not much of a Trekkie, right? I'm not. Which uh, I, I toe the line of being a Trekkie. Uh, I'm more a Star Wars kind of guy, but I do enjoy Star Trek. So I do toe the line a little bit. I, you know, those mythical unicorns can oh, exist. Yeah. I always wanted to like, they're like, oh, you either like one or the other. And I'm like, fuck, everyone I know likes both. Yeah. I enjoy both. Uh, so it looks really cool. It's going to be take place after Jean-Luc Picard has left Starfleet. But, like, the teaser trailer, I think, that came out last year, I want to say it was last year, it might have been the year before, uh, it came out, and it was, like, you know, you know, like, five years ago, or 15 years, or something like that, I don't remember what the time period was, but it's, like, you led the largest, you know, rescue fleet ever, you know, and then you left, and it was, like, it looked like it was going to explore why he quit Starfleet, and I just saw the full trailer for Picard, and I was, like, fucking shit, I want this in my life. Uh, so Next Generation has always been my jam for Star Trek. Uh, it's what I watched in the 90s with my cousin. Right. Uh, which I'd watched Next Generation before I watched original series. Okay. So I was introduced to most of the original series characters as like they're fucking older. Like, <laughs> like um, or yeah, original series and uh, their older Next Generation co- counterparts. Like I remember the first episode I saw Scotty when he was like fucking arguing with Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. He was like, fucking you never tell the captain you can do it now. You tell him it'll take two days and then you look like a fucking like a Amazing whenever you do it in a day <laughs> and shit like that. I just, it was fucking. So those are the char- way I met those characters and I, I love next generation. So if you're going to give me more of those characters in a Picard series, I am very interested. So January 23rd, I don't currently have CBS all access. I don't know. Like there's a star Trek series on there that I've had no interest in watching because uh-huh. it just didn't look that exciting to me. But now I'm uh, I'm curious if I get CBS All Access, which I'm gonna have to for Picard. I guess I'm gonna watch Star Trek while I'm there, which I think there's two. There might be two seasons of it on there already. So I'm gonna check it out. I'll give it a hand. Uh, I'll give it a taste. I did just pick up uh, DC Universe online, so I'm gonna be watching that as well for oh, Harley. Really? Okay. Uh, well, I wanna watch Harley. I wanna watch Swamp Thing, and I'm probably gonna watch Titans while I'm there. Because I'm like, all right, I'll Young give Justice? these three a shot. Uh, oh, I forgot Young Justice on there. Yeah, I'll watch Young Justice. What is it? Outsiders. So there's four things I'll watch, <coughs> and then I'll probably watch. Uh, I haven't Doom watched. Doom Patrol any... Two looks really good. Oh yeah, Brendan Fraser making a comeback as uh, Mr. Robot or whatever Robot guy. Robot Man. Robot Man. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably watch. Uh, there's some TV series there, which is good because a lot of the shit I'm watching right now is coming to an end. Mando just ended. Fire Force ended. Doctor Stone's about to end. So it'll uh, it'll give me some TV to watch, some shit to binge. So I'm excited there. Got The Witcher on Netflix as well to binge. So yeah, I'm I guess my uh, yeah, I guess my uh, my 2020s fucking looking pretty good already. Right. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, there's a really cool picture. You can find it in the show notes, hopefully. Well, you'll find the link to it in the show notes. Uh, some Japanese soldiers, there was a snowfall, and they made a really nifty uh, Star Wars thing for a uh, festival. Yeah, they made, they made what, like a Mount Rushmore Yeah, the Star best thing called was like the Mount Rushmore Star Wars. Uh, I think it looks really cool. Uh, they used, they did a lot of stormtroopers, which, I mean, white snow stormtroopers, it looks fucking awesome. Right. So check but it if out. But you, if you look closely behind, because I think it's Vader and, tro- and the troopers, mm-hmm. um, if you look behind them, you can see like the TIE fighters and the... It, yeah, oh, like, dude, it, it's, it looks really fucking cool. Really cool. Really, and so, it, it was like 13 miles wide or something like that. I think it was quite that big. I, I was like 13 I, I, feet or something like that. I'd have to look again. It was, I, I thought it was... 13 miles wide. is pretty fucking big. Right? That's like large. Yeah. Uh, that's bigger than like my hometown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I thought it was cool. Uh Let's see what else we got in the news. Uh, Zach Efron, yeah, is in the news for Noel because she kept telling me about it. So I think she wanted me to talk about it with you guys. Right. <coughs> uh, he almost died on a show called Killing Zach Efron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's doing a documentary called uh, Killing Zach Efron. Uh, they were out in uh, uh, New Guinea, and he apparently contracted some sort of typhoid disease, and he almost died making a series called Killing Zach Efron. Which, honestly, I think if you kill Zac Efron making that series, I feel like someone's liable. Yeah. Like, the producer, like, has to get investigated for having some ulterior motive and wanting to kill Zac Efron. Right. But it makes one hell of a story for the series. That it does. So you can check that news story out. Uh, Interestingly enough, I talked a little bit about Star Wars. Uh, I'm not going to talk much more about it, but I will bring up uh, Justice for Rose, which uh, apparently is a hashtag because Rose Tico, Tyco, whatever you say her last name, uh, doesn't have a lot of screen time in Star Wars, The The Rise of Skywalker. She goes from being a main character in The Last Jedi uh, to being a afterthought in Rise of Skywalker. And I believe I saw she has roughly 76 seconds of screen time. Supposedly, 76 seconds. 76 seconds. She goes from being a main character in a two-hour movie to 76 seconds, which, that's, for that's the record... barely enough to recognize the, the character. That's almost a, a cameo at that point. Yeah. I think that she was kind of cool in the movie. Like, she gets to lead an assault at one point, or with Finn, and I think it's really fucking nifty. So, I don't know. Like, I kind of... I, I feel really bad for the actress. Like, I feel like a lot of people shit on her after Last Jedi. And so I was really, I, I was excited that she was still going to be in like the Star Wars movies and she was like, you know, supposed to have this big role and she didn't really, but it could be the fact it could be because Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah. So it looks like they might've tried to film a bunch of shit without Carrie Fisher and then try to CG Carrie in and it did not work. So there might be some interesting cuts of the movie or some interesting deleted scenes when this comes out that shows uh, a, a Bad CG Carrie Fisher with it Rose could, it getting could very some more well time. Be the Rose Tico edit. Yeah, because Rose definitely comes off as more like a higher up character now in this. Like, uh, it, it just it feels like she's high up in the Resistance. Well, I guess there's no one left at the end of Last Jedi. Right. Spoilers for Last Jedi, Squiggles. Uh, there's not many people left in Last Jedi at the end of it. So as a result, Rose uh, apparently probably rises through the ranks very quickly and becomes one of the la- one of the few people that was there at the beginning or there whenever this new resistance has to start. So becoming like uh, you know General Organa, like right hand man kind of thing, makes more sense. She would have a lot of scenes with her. So it sucks, but maybe that's the reason she doesn't so get as much time. Did they cut out Leia almost completely? Ah, so they, because, she's got some they, scenes. They, they, they kind of had to. I know that, but... She's got some scenes. Without going into too much spoiler territory, um, she's got some scenes. 
And supposedly one of the scenes she has with Ray is a repurposed cut of episode seven that mm-hmm. wasn't in episode seven, but I think you can find it on a Blu-ray or somewhere. <sighs> I don't think her storyline works so well. I mean, I, I think it's okay. I think Carrie Fisher is used. I don't think she's used terribly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were fucking, they used her like image or her character disgustingly. I don't think they, I don't think they did anything that I was like, Oh man, holy shit, fuck you guys. Like, I don't think they disrespected her. And in cutting a lot of what they cut, they probably showed a lot more respect for, for Carrie Fisher. Yeah, if they cut that because they couldn't get the CG looking right, I, I dig that. Uh, they didn't want to use a body double and try to cut a bunch of like lines in or anything like they've already had for her. Uh, I mean, it was a shitty situation. Supposedly, Carrie was going to have a big role in this movie. Right. And uh, you can definitely tell that this movie could have used more Carrie Fisher. Like, could have used more of General Organa. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Princess Leia, at one point, one of the characters, like, my princess, and it's it's really... And that's um, that's not exactly a character you can cut and paste and replace. I I do think that, and without, again, without spoiling it, there is a scene that I think pays a very touching tribute to Carrie Fisher and her fucking legacy in Star Wars. Like, uh, when she passed away a couple years ago, I believe she passed away right after uh, Last Jedi came out, or right before Last Jedi mm. came out. Um, you know, it's like there were a lot of tributes and I think there's a really good, I think this movie has a really good tribute moment to Carrie Fisher and the legacy of her character in the Star Wars universe. Right. Uh, which out without spoiling it, it was one of the ones that both made me smile and made me tear up a little bit because it took me back to when I was like, oh, like Carrie Fisher was always, <coughs> excuse me. Carrie Fisher was always a character, was always a, not a character, a fucking actress that like I was always I always hoped I'd be at a convention. I'd get to meet her. Right. Because she just seemed fun. She seemed like that fucking, like, smart-ass fucking, like, she was such a, She was such a badass in real life, it seemed like. That. Like, yeah, she was a script doctor. She did so much. She was fucking... She was a part of the industry. And, like, you know, like, losing Carrie Fisher before Star before this series of Star Wars could end made me really sad. And, you know, it's like Mark Hamill has to kind of share a shoulder the burden because, Han, you know, fucking Harrison Ford was always like, I want I want Han Solo dead. And they're like, hey, you can die, Han. And he's like, yay. He like fucking yeah. turned the fucking lightsaber on himself. You know, he was fucking but like, I'll fucking kill him myself. Don't worry. Yeah. He's not getting out of this movie. <laughs> so it's like Carrie and Mark loved this franchise. And like, you know, there's a story that they were like, oh, you're in. Good. I'm in. And it's like, and I'm not saying Harrison Ford didn't like the franchise. Like, I don't know if Harrison Ford likes anything. He seems like a grumpy old man. <laughs> He's kind of, I mean, even when he was young, he was that grumpy old yeah. man. And I, I like Harrison Ford. I, I, I like I liked Harrison Ford in uh, Force Awakens a lot. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like, it, it's very sad that she wasn't able to see this trilogy to an end. And I, I wish. I not mean, just, I, not even just this trilogy, but this whole, this whole saga. Yeah. Like being able to see this to the end, to the fucking, to the very finish line, I think would have been nice. But I mean, unfortunately it is what it is on that one. Like she passed away a couple of years ago and she wasn't able to. Right. <clears throat> so they had to either rewrite some parts of the movie or they had to change parts of the movie. And if they tried to, you know, they tried to throw her in there and they were going to give Rose a bunch of scenes with her. Well, it just didn't work out. And it sucks for Rose. Cause like I said, I feel bad. I feel uh, Kelly Marie Tran, I believe is the actress's name who plays her. She got a lot of shit from last Jedi and I don't think she deserved any of it. Would you, would you watch a, a Rose Tico TV show then? Uh, cause that sounds like something you could, would I watch do. a Rose show? I don't know. I would probably watch a Rose TV show over a Cassie and Ander show, which they are making. 
but I don't know where the, I don't know what that character would do. So you don't know Rose. Um, long story short, Rose is like an engineer. Uh-huh. And I just I, I don't know if her story is that interesting right now. It could be. I don't think Cassian's story is going to be that interesting because until Rogue One happens, he's uh, he's going to be a character you meet in Rogue One. Okay. Uh, which you haven't fucking seen either. Uh, but long story short, like he's not going to be a good character. He can't be a good character because of the character we meet in Rogue One. So the character development that you'd give him, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with it. But that's that's a different story for a different time. So I don't know if I'd watch that Rose show. I think I would watch a show that featured her. I would love to see a show that's between uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. I want to see the Resistance build itself back up. I want to see... I'd like to see that, I think. And I think that would feature her. And I would be very interested in seeing that. Same way I would be very interested in seeing what her interactions would be. Because I thought Rose could be like the Lando Calrissian of this crew. Mm-hmm. And I do feel she gets short drifted on it. So, I don't know. You'll have to see it and kind of have an idea. Because you don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. <clears throat> but she seems like a very nice lady and I felt bad for her. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Enough Star Wars. God. Too much Star Wars. Uh, let's see. Cody's not getting dusty, apparently. No, co- so uh, AEW has put out for a ton, a shit ton of, of uh, uh, copyrights. Names of pay-per-views, <laughs> names of, you know, characters, names of whatever. And so Cody Rhodes put in for Dusty Rhodes, for the the um, wrestler's name of Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, his father, uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. Now, Apparently, there was a problem with the copyright that Dustin Rhodes, Cody's brother, is too closely uh, related to the name of Dusty Rhodes. So without having the permission of Dustin Rhodes, they don't have the permission or they can't do it because it's too closely related. So they're saying that they'll probably have to collaborate and come together. But Dustin Rhodes, who used to be Gold Dust, you would probably recognize as that name from, you know, younger years is going you know going by Dustin Rhodes has to give permission and will probably is working with AEW is working with Cody very closely so they'll they'll probably have to somehow share the the uh liability or whatever you may have it of the copyright of uh Dusty Rhodes and it's funny too because it, uh WWE has for the last few years had the Dusty Rhodes uh tag team challenge and they've asked permission from Cody Rhodes even though he doesn't technically have the copyright name to use the name to continue using the name for the Dusty Rhodes Cup. Oh, that's nice, I guess. And he's given him permission to use use it as the Dusty Cup as a nice tribute to his father. Hmm. A little bit of wrestling tidbit for you fans out there. I know there I know there are a few on this this channel, but I love my wrestling and Cody's doing great things over in AEW and Hey man. Party on, man. If we get enough people asking about wrestling, you can talk all day about it. <laughs> Shit, I'll sit there. I'll watch a WrestleMania with you sometime. Be like, all right, man. Talk. All right, so there's a large man touching another large man. They're very sweaty. And, oh, he just hit him with a chair. And I, <laughs> I know there's more to wrestling than that. But it's not my cup of tea. Never never was. I was never a kid that got into it either. I had a lot of wrestling toys as a kid, and I liked those. Hmm. Like, there were a lot of, like, rubber wrestling toys. They mm-hmm. had, like, the rubber mat and everything. There was... You know, like everyone, I think you know the ones I'm talking about, like just the big, like fucking roll. I love those, yeah. man. I had one that was a, a Big Show one, and it was, or it was either Big Show or Undertaker, because I, I got them both around the same time. But it, one was like the the regular action figure, and then the other was like a rubber toy that you would throw for a dog. 
It almost yeah, like, it felt like that. Like the guys I had were rubber, and like there was a, I had a ring, and they were all like none of them were posable. Right, they were all just like they, I think they like were either you could like, move like the you could move like the upper body and the lower body. Nope, and that was nope. They it. were all, they were just one solid chunk of fucking rubber, my dudes. Like they didn't fucking move at all, and you're just like ah, and you just you were holding. I'm holding my hands out like <laughs> apart from each other. Then you just kind of like slammed them together and Rock. shit. Rock. And, like that was what you yeah. did with them, and I I loved them. I fucking they wrestled all the fucking time. <laughs> I didn't know their names. I didn't know. I don't. I still don't. Like I could probably. I might be able to pick them out of a crowd. They were probably like late '80s, early '90s wrestlers. They were all hand-me-downs from my from one of my cousins, and I just I loved the fuck out of those toys. But I never thought, wow, I should take this love and watch wrestling. So I never watched wrestling. It never happened. Probably for the best. I would have never been able to afford pay-per-view, and I didn't know anyone who watched wrestling. So I'd have always been like, man, I wish I could watch this thing they're building up to. <laughs> but. Yeah, it was a, like I knew the wrestlers when I was a kid. I knew like Stone Cold and those guys. Yeah, The Rock, and now everyone knows who The Rock is. So, oh yeah, yeah, oh, fun yeah. times. Hollywood's highest paid actor, I believe. Fucking crazy, The Rock, man. He's doing something right with his life. Oh yeah. Well, he, I mean, he always was gonna use WWE as as a stepping stone to get into acting. <coughs> like he he's said before that he wasn't, but you can tell from like the first time he comes out to when he comes out as the rock as the rock instead of rocky mavia that he had that something that special something where you were like this dude's going somewhere he just seems fun like yeah. i like the rock so but yeah that's uh that's really where my be like my knowledge of wrestling begins and ends like i remember like fucking like randy macho man savage like snap into a slim yeah. game oh yeah like i remember that shit yeah like ultimate ultimate warriors woos and <laughs> Uh, I like I like Sergeant Slaughter a lot, but that's because I like GI Joe. Yeah. So I liked I liked him. And GI Joe was made to promote Sergeant Slaughter. Well, uh, I don't it was made for just him. I don't, no, I, I don't think so. GI Joe but... was made to promote a toy line, and then it was just they're like, hey, we're gonna have this character. Do you wanna you wanna be a fucking GI Joe? And he's like, hell yeah, yeah. fucking give me the money. <coughs> he's gonna be or was just at Steel City Comic Con, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's still kicking it, man. He's still oh yeah, he's the still he's still running. Drill Sergeant Hatch. The, fu- the funny thing is, like, I think he was an actual Marine or something too. I believe he was. Uh, the but the funny thing is, like, he wears the hat mm-hmm. all the fucking time. Like even in the house when he's just running around the house being himself. It's fucking awesome. Like they 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 have said like at one they they had him in a uh, in a gimmick battle royal and they were like. I don't know if Sergeant Slaughter is a gimmick anymore. It is just who he is. It is completely and absolutely who he is. He wears he wears the hat when he's not. You know, the only time he takes it off is basically when he's in the ring. It it's you, he is Sergeant Slaughter at this point. Yeah. Well, when your name's Robert Rudolph Remus, <laughs> what a fucking name. He's currently signed in the WWE Ambassador Program. Yep. So he's still making money. Lives in Boise, Idaho. Random things. He might not actually be a marina. For some reason, I thought he was, but maybe I thought not. he was too. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's built from Paris Island. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't find anything that tells me, uh, and so I don't want to fucking. And you'd have to. You'd probably have to look pretty good for yeah, it too. So I'm not fucking going that deep into it. I'm just doing a quick web search. I don't know. Just, I was like that, but yeah, it seems like a fun guy. I always wanted to meet him. I feel like I mean, there's still opportunity. He's only 71. Yeah. So I can still go out to a convention. Well, I don't know. Wrestlers, wrestlers, from wrestlers that age, die young. Yeah, yeah. Man, that era, from they're, that, they're from that age, they they drop quick, man. It's, yeah, you're not fucking wrong. So maybe, uh, maybe I should find the next time he's at a convention and go fucking pose with him. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Like it'd be one, the one wrestler I'd be like, yeah, yeah. So fuck yeah, man. Uh, let's see. And the last bit of news we have is uh, 
Red, uh, Redpool, huh? Deadpool. Redpool. Redpool. You know, the guy in the red costume. Yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool 3 Deadpool is 3. confirmed. So Ryan Reynolds says Ryan that. Reynolds I think that's himself. where I was going. Redpool. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds and Deadpool slam yeah. it together. Um, I mean, he really is Deadpool at this it point. It feels like it. He, he worked so he, hard to make yeah. that character, and he pretty much is that character. Credit to him, man. He made it happen. Fucking think it, dream it, do it. Yep. And, yeah, so uh, he says that Marvel is working on Deadpool 3, which I think it's going to take place in its own little Deadpool universe. Uh, I suspect we'll see Deadpool crossover into the main universe at some point. I do, too, but I think we'll probably only see... The best chance we have of seeing it is in uh, Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. I think we'll see a quick glimpse of it and then really i think that's where they bring it in full time man i think you use multiverse of madness and that's how you fucking bring deadpool in because then you can have deadpool just start fucking jumping around from like page to page book to book thing to thing and i think it'll be really uh well we'll see we'll see yeah we'll talk more well, on this as we get a little bit more information on the it only, the only question becomes do you want deadpool who is your rated r superstar into the uh into the the PG thirteen Marvel universe, like, and I I mean I know he's probably going to be there somewhere. You want money, but well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: people want Wolverine, who his last fucking outing was an R rating. Yeah. I think that you can have you can fucking censor Deadpool enough. In fact, you can censor Deadpool enough and make him joke about being censored, and then be like, ha ha, it's funny because he knows he's being censored, so he knows he can't say things. Right. Like Deadpool can make a joke when he walks in, and be like, ooh. I have to watch out for my naughty words today because I'm in an Avengers movie. And right. he can make that joke at the beginning, and then the rest of the time, you can see him creatively swear and laugh. Because, ah, oh, Deadpool said something weird, like, ah, oh, son of a hockey pucker. You know, said some really weird, uncouth, weird yeah, cause, shit. Yeah, because, I mean, you do, get, you do get those moments in Deadpool and Deadpool 2 where Ryan Reynolds just sitting there, what the shit? So I would love to see that be the first, like, oh, I'm in another universe. I can't say what the and like it literally cuts to what the stars. Or yeah, you can have you him know. say some weird shit, have him bleep it out. Maybe it'd be even funnier. Yeah, but you can also have a great joke. Would be if you have because if you have those movies, you can say fuck once, right? Once or twice, and if you, you have, save it all up, you have that moment where you're like, he's about to he's say, he's about to say, it, he's like, I'm gonna say, it, I'm gonna say, it, and then you have some other character come in. So you have Peter Parker come in and say it. Holy Even though, fuck. And it would never be Peter Parker. Yeah, I was about to go. They would never let fucking Spider-Man fucking swear. No. Holy but, shit, I mean, that'd be if awesome. You could, if I you, mean, that was my thought, too. I'd be like, man, you pick Spider-Man. That'd be fucking awesome. That, I mean, but, th yeah, that's where you... Or you have Ned do it. Like, Ned or, or uh, Flash do it instead. Yeah. What the fuck, Parker? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That'd be great. Yeah, actually, yeah, that would be perfect. This is it. This is my moment. I'm going to do it. I'm going to drop the... What the fuck, Parker? You little... Cut the movie. <laughs> yeah, you have something like that. I think it'd be fucking great. So yeah, but yeah. Deadpool three, man. It's on the way. So we'll see what they do with it. We will see what they do with it. Uh, with that, fuck. We've talked for an hour and twenty minutes. Let's talk for a little bit more. It's let's fun. talk a little bit more. Um, I don't have much to talk about. I was thinking, hey, let's talk some more. I don't have much to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> uh, mostly, I just kind of want to talk a little bit, uh, a little quickly about what you think, man. What are you, what are you looking forward to next year? Twenty twenty, man. You can be personal reasons, personal things. Like I'm looking forward to watching my cat grow up from a kitten to a cat. <laughs> You know, it's kind of weird, but hey, man, whatever you want to watch. I mean, I, I am. Uh, I, I love hanging out with Mutant. So, yeah, that that's something to look forward to, hanging out with Mutant. Uh, I, I'm actually looking forward. I'm Like I said, I want to go to Gen Con with you, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I, too, am looking forward to Gen Con. I hope you can go with me because it I makes it cheaper so. for me, and I think it would be a good vacation for you. I get you out so. of the fucking state for a minute. Get you out with your friends. 
Just fucking play some board games, man. Let me tell you, nothing more fucking fun than that. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there are, but... Gen, 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 Con, Gen Con sounds like a, a great, <coughs> like, getaway that I would love. Oh, I would so fucking good. love. Dude, it's a five-hour road trip, man. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's just a bunch of snacks and a fucking road trip across Indiana. Yep. So it's fucking phenomenal. We went White Castle at some point in the road trip. That's always fun. <laughs> it's like tradition. You got to get White Castle either there or back. Okay. Usually on the way back, we always try to eat something healthier. <laughs> like, and by our healthier, it's always like a Panera Bread or something. Because you're like, fuck, man, I feel like I've just eaten grease and grime for a week. I need to eat something that's got some green to it. Right. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm looking forward to it. My fourth trip to Gen Con, man. I can't wait. Be the uh, the 53rd Gen Con, I think. Oh, really? That yeah. much? Yeah, it'll be I that. didn't realize it had been around that long. Yeah, Gen Con just had its 50th. It had, uh, the first year we went was its 50th. So then I've been there for the fifty for the fifty first and the fifty second as well. So yeah, I inadvertently decided like I'm gonna go to Gen Con at the fucking big anniversary of Gen Con. Yeah. And I fucking love it. So can't wait to go back. Can't wait to go back. Uh I mean I'm looking forward to seeing what Marvel does next year. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not on the edge of my seat like I was with uh fucking Infinity War and Endgame. But I'm definitely looking forward to seeing like what do they do to promote the universe? And well, I think and we, we, we've talked a little bit about this like with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was, was Marvel's license to print money. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, when they put that out and everybody was like, this is f- fantastic. Well, I mean, they've print. all been Marvel's license to print money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, they have, but that was where Marvel could go. We can put anything, put our name on it, and go money. That's No, but what I mean in the fact is like, I want to see what they're going to do with it. Right. We've had this giant epic arc, and I don't... I'm sure they're going to build into something. But what will they build into? Are they going to build into another like three phase series, or is it going to be a little more self contained? Is this going to be more of that origin build up again? Because like I don't know the Eternals that well. I don't know fucking Shang Chi that well. Right. I don't know. I know Black Widow. I don't know where this movie's going to take place. Uh, I mean, uh, I would part of me it secretly has hopes to take, take place before Infinity. No, we'd assume that. A part of me hopes that they take a cue from this... an old DC comic, and I think it was Forever Evil. Um, I can't remember what, what it was. It was like uh, it was a uh, new fifty two, and it's what changed everything in the new fifty two. It was like the big event. Oh, it was the 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 road to um, the road to uh, road to Flashpoint. No, 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 not that. Not what turned. Not what made Flashpoint happen. I'm talking new fifty two is happening around issue forty. They did a big event that was like fucking the villains took over. You remember there were all those comics. They did like five years. Like, you know, oh, okay. Okay. They, they yeah, made I think a I bunch of comic tie-ins. They were lentacular covers. Oh, lentaculars. And then they came back and they killed a bunch of series like fucking Red Lanterns got to be really shitty at that point. Stuff like that. So I want to see what they're going to do. Um, but they killed, killed, I'm using air quotations there, Nightwing. Um, and like part of it was like part of Batman was like dealing with the fallout from Nightwing dying and shit like that but it's like they killed off Dick Grayson but then they immediately brought Dick Grayson back as an agent of Spiral right. so it was Grayson agent of Spiral or agent of Spiral Dick Grayson something like I don't remember what the fucking title I, was. I, I didn't it was read D- it I think it was Dick Grayson agent of Spiral yeah I didn't fucking read it but so you know he joined Spiral their fucking uh, their shield equivalent and I think it'd be really interesting if maybe they did that with Black Widow like she ain't dead I mean, I'm sure she's dead. I'm, I'm very confident well, that Black Widow's dead, but I'd be Black really... Black Widow's one of those few characters that have <coughs> had multiple generations of Black Widow, mm-hmm. or multiple iterations, I should say. So you could have 
you know, we've had Natasha Romanoff. You could have Yelena, uh, Yelena Bolanova. Well, I don't think, well, the thing is, I don't think this movie's doing that. It's not introducing another Black Widow. Like, it's it's doing something. I don't know if it's going to take place in the five years, but I'm saying it would be really interesting if they followed that DC kind of storyline, mm-hmm. and, like, they had, like, Scarlett Johansson's character isn't dead. Natasha Romanoff isn't dead. She's actually alive, but she's going to go into, like, hiding for a little bit. Kind of similar, similar to what they're doing with Clark Gregg, uh, and, uh, Clark Gregg. Uh, when he left fucking for the TV series. Right. Except they never brought him back, so it's like they didn't bring him back to home base. It's something that eventually you'd hopefully bring, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character back. So it's just something. So, I don't know. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but I think it'd be really interesting if that's what they did with it. And that's what I, I... I think it'd be really fun. I'd be really interested to see if maybe they had, like, a fucking Natasha Romanoff now operating in this fucking universe... Except, like, she was either doing, like, cleaning things up she had to, or changing things she had to, or it's like she's just working as an agent behind the scenes now. Because she's a spy. That's what she does best. She fucking infiltrates and does shit behind the scenes. And then maybe she could kind of guide, you know, as a way, kind of guide where the current, where the MCU's heading, or where things are heading behind the scenes in the MCU, and then pop back up and be like, oh, shit, guys, like, this is happening and I need help. And maybe that could be some sort of like fucking, you know, mega level threat or something. Or I don't know. Something like that. Like right. she gets some sort of weird intel that says Galactus is coming, you know? Or it's like she starts reading intel and it's like fucking Doctor Doom's going to be this fucking like this villain that we need to worry about. And maybe that's what brings her back. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I just think it'd be a really cool theory. That, that would be so interesting. So I'm excited to see. to see where the Marvel Universe is going to go. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see where board games are going to go. Like, Gen Con's going to be fucking great, but, man, there's going to be some great board games coming out next year. Uh, Namiji's coming out next year, which is the Takedo fucking follow-up. I'm going to get Oceans, which is an Evolution standalone game. Oh, my God, there's going to be so much fun shit. I'm hoping that we get our D&D campaign going. Yeah, that would be amazing. So, there's so much shit happening in 2020, and, like, board game-wise, I'm like, yeah, let's see it. I mean, I want to see... So, this is this is another personal one for me. <coughs> Caleb really enjoys painting. And she knows I enjoy D&D, so she, she's actually suggested, why don't we paint miniatures together? So, that would be, that'll be something like we can we can do together. And, I like painting minis, man. It's a good time. Yeah, it's very relaxing. I want to do more of that as well. Uh, I got into it this year. I hope to paint more minis this year. Um, I only painted a couple this year, but we'll see. I've got some cool shit to paint. I just haven't done it yet. Right. So hopefully I get back into that a little bit more along with my Gundam model kits and things like that. And then maybe I'll paint some of my board games. Yeah, I actually just ordered the, uh, you you had it at one point. I don't know if you still do, but the the um, kit. the Reaper Learn to Paint. Yep, the Learn to Paint kit. Of course I still have it. Well, I just, well, ah, I mean, fuck I you, Paints. I'm going to throw you all away. No, well, I didn't know I have if you outgrown your beginner them. levels. I didn't know if you'd use Oh, uh, no, or... I still have some. Okay. Yeah, so. no, the Reaper Learn to Paint's really good. It's a nice little kit. It comes with some great stuff. Uh, you're going to miss some colors, I think. Like, I don't think it has a red. Oh. I don't know. You'll have to see what color kit you're coming with. Okay. Um, that's why I bought uh, I bought a second kit so that it would have different paint, different colors. Because it comes with, like, greens and yellows and shit, but I don't believe you get red with the Reaper Learn to Paint. Hmm. At least if you get the one I have. There's, like, five Learn to Paint kits, though. There's, like, Learn to Paint Layers, Learn to Paint Man, Learn to Paint some other shit, Learn to Paint... I'm pretty sure it's the one you had, because I think it comes with the three minis. Yeah, well, a uh, bunch of them come with them. Yeah. So Reaper has their own miniature lines called Bones. Oh, the Bones lines is yeah. fantastic. I like it, man. It's a nice fucking, like... It's I a also, nice, decently like, priced up, miniature line. Just because I was... While I was looking on my lunch break today to pick that up, and I, I kind of scrolled through, I picked up a dragon tortoise 
a bone dragon tortoise or something like that it I, it just looked really cool i was like that'll be something to look forward to painting that'll be that'll be an interesting one to do fun thing is you buy these things and then you realize fuck i can't paint so you're also probably going to want to pick up uh you're going to want to pick up a couple brushes mm -hmm. so yeah, i think two will come in the kit you got um i picked up a model kit and i'd recommend picking up a citadel hammer or a handle sorry uh, it is so that whenever you're painting, you're not holding your model. You can actually like fucking move it in like 360 degree fucking motions, but you're not painting your fingers and you can get in kind of a little bit more detail on your models. So I'd recommend picking that up as well. It's mm -hmm. been very, uh, it's been very useful for me. You can make your own wet palettes. I'd recommend looking up how to do that. So that way, if you mix colors up and you really like it, you'll have that. And yeah, but painting has been a really fun hobby. I've really enjoyed doing that recently. Ugh. So. I also kind of want to look into uh, making dice, like I, making my own resin dice or something like that. Because, I mean, you know, I, lo I love Party on dice. with that, brother. Fuck working with resin. Don't <laughs> do it. Uh, you can find molds all the time, though. Actually, yeah. I just saw molds on, it was just fucking advertised to me on, on uh, one of my Facebook adverts. So, should be advertised to you, not me, but. <laughs> uh, I've seen a couple because I looked it up, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that for the last few months i've been th thinking about because i joined a facebook group that people talk about how they do molds all the time and they you know they do different things and i'm like this my only concern is i would i would just be concerned about balancing it right yeah but good luck man if you give it if you get into it uh i don't like working with resin a lot like just as like basic carpentry like skills that i have i'm not a big fan of working with resins um anytime you have to start mixing chemical compounds together i'm always like well, i don't know about this chuck <laughs> so but I mean, if you make it, good luck with it. Hope you have a good time with it. Hope you come up with some cool colors and make it look really nice. So, I mean, I'm not, uh, like, other than that, man, it's, like, just board games and just movies and shit. Like, obviously, there's personal shit. Like, I want Parker to grow and do more fun shit. <coughs> um, You're getting starting to get to that, that fun age where you can you can do some really fun things with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're definitely doing, we're going off and going on some great fucking adventures. So, I know that's just going to continue on. Uh, I mean, one of the things I really want to do next year is I want to make sure, like, my plan is to try to get more content up for the Crown Commandos. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I've been doing a lot with Woo That's Hot, and I'm hoping I can do some more with them, because I really have been enjoying I'm actually that. hoping to get, hook up with John at some point and do, do one or two videos. Send him a him. message, man. That's all I you know, gotta do. I, I know, I, that's all I need It's cake, man. Just send him a message. Be like, ah, John, when you listen to this, make squiggles some sort of fucking spicy cake. <laughs> that's what you guys should have some sort of spicy cake just show them how easy it is a piece of cake a piece of shitty spicy fucking cake um as such actually i just went over i did a third video with who that's hot the oh, other yeah? day yeah man uh, i think sunday it's gonna be up so uh the first video of 2020 on who that's hot is gonna be gonna feature rooster and we're gonna be eating uh some sort of scotch pepper i can't remember something that's popular in the philippines i think Okay. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, I did that the other night. I didn't, it didn't kill me. I was really impressed. You're getting stronger. Yeah, I didn't fucking drink milk at all in the video. What? I know, fucking crazy. The guy who had no the spoilers. milk counter doesn't does, doesn't drink <clears throat> any milk. Yeah, I didn't fucking drink any of it. I I did not, and it was it was a little toasty for me. I was not gonna lie. I was like, <sighs> but I, uh, I I resisted the urge. Wanted to fucking uh, prove myself, and I think I did a good job because it could have been anywhere from 80 to 250 uh, Scovilles, I think. So I'm hoping to do more of that. Like, I had a great time, and I want to do, and just making those videos, those reminded me how much fun I have making video content. Yep. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that I can make more video content next year. Uh, my plan is I'm going to try to get some, just some basic videos out in fucking 20, uh, in 2020 on, like, 
Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm kind of hoping. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just a couple minutes, like, hey, check this out, or hey, I saw this, it's really fun. Um, I'd also, like I said, I want to do this. Noelle and I want to get our podcast going for One Piece, where it's like Gathering the Crew, a One Piece podcast, a Grand Line Adventure. Uh, I'd also, I enjoy doing the Rooster Rambling, so maybe, like, knock out a couple more of those on some random shit. We'll see. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with this channel and with this that Speaking I hope that we can grow a little bit. stuff we can do with this channel, Crowing Commandos get boned. I mean, let's let we we've got uh we've got the contest up. If you've got a review, you got a chance to to win a, a copy of Bone Volume One. Yeah, we've got the um, sometime in January, February, we're gonna launch the uh, the book club members. So whoever wants to read Bone and just talk about it with us, you're more than welcome to. We'll do our own little uh, probably mini podcast talking about Bone and what we thought. Yep. Because I think we'll bust that out of a regular episode then. But yeah, if you write a review right now uh, through January 19th, write the review either on Apple iTunes or write a review on our Chrome Commandos page. You'll be able to be entered into a chance to win Bone Volume 1. So I haven't read mine yet. I'm um, kind of waiting until we get everything out, but I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. I haven't read mine yet either, but <clears> I'm, <throat> I'm I've, I am looking forward to it. I just I, I think I was waiting until the end of the, the holidays to, to really get started. Yeah, my plan for it was I was going to rec- I'm going to uh, read it probably uh, the week or the week before we uh, actually do the do yep. whatever recording we do and then do whatever like discussion group we do for it. So I'm really looking forward to it, though. Like it's yeah. been sitting there. It's kind of burning a hole in my bookshelf right now, but I'm really looking forward to reading it. So I hope you guys hopefully you guys are, you know, going to go on the adventure with us. We hope we hope. Um, and that's another thing. Like I want to make sure I read more comics in 2020. Like I've yeah. kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit. I'm just reading more obscure, crazy shit. Uh, Far Sector, Undiscovered Country, Unnatural was a big one. Uh, I'm always keeping up with what Spider-Man's doing, but like I buy comics all the fucking time and I don't read them. See, I I got to the point last year where I wasn't even buying, and it was it was mostly a, a a money thing, but it was it was just I got to the point where I wasn't reading, I wasn't buying, I was buying, but I wasn't reading. And oh, I'm like, still buying. Yeah, I I just I I was like I just don't have the room, I don't have the the money for it. I I can't be burning like this right right now. So maybe I'll get back into to reading. Maybe it'll just be trades. At, but and I would I would like to do that. I would like to get back into to reading books. It just right now it, it doesn't look like it. But maybe maybe towards the middle of the year I can start getting back towards it. I get what you're saying. So that's my plan, though. That's what I'm really hoping. Like that's some of the big stuff I'm hoping. Uh, I mean, there's some board games I want to hit and fucking learn a little bit harder. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I hope I hit the lottery and things are better and I fucking, you know, run this world. That, I mean, that's not going to happen, obviously. I don't even play the lottery. But I'm hoping to get some more campaign games in. I'm hoping to fucking, you know, spend more time with the family. You know, just kind of have a good time. Uh, you know, there's basic shit. Like, man, I really hope I have a fucking cool Halloween decorations. Like, I've got some plans right now. Let's see if I can fucking follow through with it. I actually, um, <clears throat> I know we talked a little bit. I, I made a map for my dad for, for Christmas and... Um, the, the author, uh, he, he sent it to the author and the author was like, that's actually really cool. How'd you do it? What, you know, he's, he told him it was, it was me that did it. I wouldn't mind doing something else like that. I wouldn't mind doing more fantasy maps type of stuff. That, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. So Keep maybe, your artsy fartsy side going, man. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy, I get a better sleep when I do the artistic stuff. So maybe we're talking to a fucking to, theater major. So yeah, dude, you, you understand Sometimes I need to burn my brain out doing something like that to, to actually fall asleep. So I might look into doing more of that this year, too, because that would be I enjoyed doing the the gifts that I made. I really enjoyed doing the map. 
and coming up with the the uh the ways to cut it out the you know it took a it took some time to do it and i think it both physically and mentally exhausted me that i i got one of the better sleeps i've had in a while i dig man i dig what you're saying yeah and i think like the last thing i really hope i do in 2020 like our resolutions i don't know if they're resolutions or not maybe we'll check in every once in a while yeah. see how we're doing i mean i'm fucking i want to lose weight i'd love to lose weight i gotta fucking step on the treadmill that i never fucking get on so that'd be part of my way to lose weight but uh, I, I want to get a bunch. Of, I have a bunch of art that's just fucking stored. Yeah. Maybe I'll fucking frame it and put it up on my goddamn walls. That would be cool. That would be really fucking cool because I spent good money on it. Now I'd like to show it off. Yeah. So <clears throat> maybe that's something I'll do in 2020. Uh, I want to bring Artist of the Week back. Make sure we start talking about that. We haven't done that in fucking like six episodes. So we're uh, we're we're going to plan these a little bit better, I think, for 2020. Yeah. And yeah, man, I mean, I think I'm excited. I think 2020 is going to be a fun year. So hopefully I don't look back uh, in that, you know, and be like, man, let me tell you how fucking terrible this year was. But I, th- I think uh, I think there's some good stuff on the horizon. It'll 20, be a good 2019 time. was not a good, good year for me towards towards the uh, middle. But towards the end, it got a lot better. And it's I'm good. hoping 2020 continues down that path of getting better and i feel bad like a lot of people told me how bad their 2019s were and like i know a lot of people i know they had rough 2019s and i uh, not, i mean i'm not unfortunate about it but i i had a decent year yeah like i mean fucking endgame was cool my son was cool <laughs> fucking like we started a podcast my that job was, went pretty well honestly you want to talk about one of the best things that happened this decade i think that was one of them. like I got to meet you about five years now, five years ago, mm-hmm. give or give or take. Um, yeah, I'd say about five years. About five years. I got to meet you and <coughs> you, you guys have been one of the some of the best people I've ever met. Uh, about four years ago, we started doing the Crown Commandos. We started doing stuff to video, you know, the unboxing videos. We did the um, January of 2015. I got my very first comic bento. Uh, it is the second video on our YouTube channel. The first being uh, 12 years ago when Eric was at a convention doing the Kamehameha. <laughs> uh, that's the only video I put on there until then. Uh, yeah, so I actually I just rewatched it the other day randomly because I was uh, trying to remember. I was trying to explain to John. I was like, we started, we did, uh, I did that before you moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did not live with us. Uh, there was no rooster persona. There was just a guy, just a fat piece of shit who got a <laughs> box of comic books from the interwebs and that was the very first comic box uh yeah man like i four years ago almost almost to the point yeah man i mean i could find i could figure out what day it was because the calendar in the back we were still crossing the days that we were crossing the days off of it mm-hmm. so there's a calendar picture it was like january like i don't know 20th eh, fucking 26th i don't know it's towards the end of january but yeah almost four fucking years ago man i uh i put that first video up the next video was us doing the uh the red lantern yeah uh, which is our most viewed video, man. It's got a little over. Is it really? Yeah, it's got a little over a thousand fucking views. Like lifetime. I looked at the Chrome. I looked at the page the other day, and uh, lifetime we have like three thousand. We have almost four thousand views lifetime. Uh, we have twenty six subscribers, and uh, six hours worth of video watched in the last like month. Nice. So apparently, someone watched a couple of hours of video recently. I was really impressed by that. I was pretty yeah. happy about it. And uh, I mean, we talk like in the last decade, you, Noel, Parker, you guys have been one of the best things that's been in my life consistently. Yeah, I really like Parker. He's pretty cool, too. Yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) But 
I mean, you guys, you guys have been some of the best friends I've ever had, and I'm very, very grateful to have had you guys in my life. Oh, thank you, buddy. I'm, uh, I like you. I'm glad you came into my life too. I think we've had fun. Yeah. I Even so. you know, I, I give you shit a lot of times, and you know, I mean, you give me shit. I give you shit just right back most of the time. It's just <laughs> I spoil Star Wars for you, so maybe that's the worst thing someone could do. I don't know. I uh, no, man. I like I, I value our friendship. I'm really happy you're in my life too, buddy. So I, I think we have a lot of fun together. Okay, we do so this, man. Like you're the person I can be like, hey, man, I'm gonna do a podcast here. Hey, man, yeah, I'm gonna fucking I mean, have some ideas with. I've all, uh, we've always talked about how like I was the adventuring buddy, like. You, you pretty much go, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. You you most assuredly are. Like, you're the friend. Like, I could be like, hey, man, we're going to fuck. I'm going to do this. Like, do you want to fucking join me? Like, I mean, Eric was into the podcast idea, but like, I mean, he petered out real quick. Yeah. And it's just like life and work just didn't work out for him. But it's like, you've been like, fuck, yeah, man, let's do this. Let's fuck Like, you know, or hey, man, let's fucking do these. Let's do these Chrome Commando videos. Let's have fun. Let's fucking yeah. Let's fucking you know print out a fucking poster and go. I mean, I'm stand pretty at sure at one shop. point, at one point there was a, um, there was a, hey, you want to go? You want to go to McDonald's with me at two a.m. for an adventure? I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah. Let's go. I get mean, some we ice randomly went to McDonald's. Yeah, we did that. We uh, we, we did the fucking Planet Fitness thing. randomly. Yeah, we did all kinds of cool shit. So, yeah, I mean, we and I'm sure we'll continue to do cool shit. Oh, yeah. So, no, we've had some really good times, and I mean, making these podcasts, making these videos has been one of it. So hopefully, like, hopefully, I'm not making videos alone, man. Uh, no, we'll see, man. man. No. We'll see what kind of videos I can put out there. We'll see what kind of. Uh, I gotta, I gotta record probably tomorrow to get some shit ready because I want to go this Thursday coming up. Okay, so I don't know what it's gonna be yet. I haven't really planned it. I've got some like rough sketch ideas about like, ah, oh, this is, might be what we do. Uh, you know, something that's like not always reviews. I'd love to do like we did Castle Cup that one time. I'd that love to go cool. back and like video that. I would love. That's stupid I would fucking love, game. I know we had talked about doing uh, redneck reviews. Yeah, would, redneck Let me I tell you about Game of Thrones. Redneck reviews. Well, hell, man. Next thing we knew, I'm watching Game of Thrones, and I mean, that lady got all naked. She walked into that fire. I was like, no, pretty girl, don't do that. Well, hell, next scene, she got them little lizards crawling all over them titties. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, man. I uh, uh, Redneck yeah. reviews was the stupidest fucking concept that we never used. I and I wish we had. I really God. wish we had that. That is one. If you and I can sit down, I will. I mean, we can. We. Can I mean, play you're always together. welcome to try to put together a redneck review, man. Like I said, I always go back to man. Them lizards just crawling all over <laughs> that girl's titties, and I tell you what, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I was a little confused, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm not a big lizard guy, then, but damn. And then they was riding on that horse, and she started touching his wiggly wiggler. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, fucking. You know, next thing you know, she's playing with that wiggly wiggler, and I thought, well, hot damn. I can get into this scene, too. I don't even like horses. <laughs> well, then you find out that that's a sister, and I was a little confused then, if I'm being honest. So, that was, yeah, man, we had some fun with that. that oh, was, uh, man. Talking about uh, Theon. Yeah, fucking going back to uh, episode one. <laughs> no, uh, no, not episode one. It's not episode one. God, that's uh, that's talking about how it's way later. Oh, uh, it's after Theon goes back to um, fuck the Iron Island. Commanders, I have never called. watched a single episode of uh, of Game of Thrones. At this point, they're not gonna be fucking shocked. It's like Star Wars in three years. Never watched Game of Thrones. Hey man, how much Watchmen did you watch? Yeah, man, I watched all of it. I'm sure you did. I loved it. I had a big goose egg on that one. Yeah, you take a lot of goose eggs on these, <laughs> aren't you? But uh, yeah, no, that was a uh, god. That's way later in the series. He goes back to fucking. Um, I think her name, yeah, Yara. But he goes back to the Iron Islands and he doesn't realize it's his sister and he fucking starts feeling her up and shit. And it's like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I mean, first off, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And then you find out it's his sister. And you're like, holy, holy shit, shit, what the what fuck, the fuck, fuck? Are, you doing, are you doing, man? 
It happens. Uh, fucking Daenerys right. shit I was talking Honestly, about. Honestly, redneck reviews might be the best thing we never did. Oh my god, it's nowhere close to the best thing we never did. God, they're so bad. They're so stupid. It's what made it great. God, they're so bad. So, uh, redneck reviews will not be coming in 2020. <laughs> uh, I can almost guarantee you that. You're gonna have to fucking liquor me up if you want that shit to happen. <laughs> I don't drink, so good luck with that, buddy boy. <laughs> oh, uh, with that, Commandos, 2020 is going to be a fun year. Uh, I think we're going to get more videos up. Uh, hopefully, you guys tell your friends. Hopefully, you guys, uh, those the ones that are still out there, you know, uh, thank you for keeping the fire going. Thank you for still in, you know, enjoying this with us. Uh, if you're interested, please join us over on uh, our YouTube channel on January 2nd. Okay. That'll be the very first video, I believe, that comes back. Uh, it'll probably just, it might start off with just being a, a vlog of me saying, hey man, this is what's going on and this is what's going to happen, but it will be up there. Uh, following that, you can hopefully expect Chrome and Commando content on Mondays with the podcast, on Tuesdays with some sort of video, and on Thursdays with some sort of video, maybe with uh, better definitions of what those videos will and won't be uh, as we go on and we figure it out. Yep. Uh, nothing on weekends, and then maybe the occasional Wednesday or Friday rooster rambling, if we can figure it out. Uh, we'll come up with some squiggles, soliloquies as well. He can figure out how to record those on his own. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what we come up with, though, guys. Uh, if there's anything you want to see here or, uh, you know, just see us fucking do, like, we'd be game for that. Yeah, let us know, because we, we're always down for more stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to invite John over, and I'm going to have him just eat, like, one of those peppercino pe peppers from fucking uh, Papa, Papa John's. John's. <laughs> Like and just fucking feign how you, terrible Literally, it is. you're eating a piece of pizza while he's just chowing down on a pepper. That's yeah. No, it'll be like, I pound the pepper, too, and I'll be like, oh, and I'll just be like, really? This I'm is like, nothing. yeah, no, man. Well, I keep wanting to, uh, so he finally, he bleeps us out if we swear on his channel. Uh -huh. And, like, I mean, I'm like, nah, man, you can swear over the Crow Commandos all you fucking want. And I keep, I want to run the joke where it's like, nah, man, swear, go for it. It's cool. Nah, see, you can fucking, <laughs> fucking do whatever do you want here. Do it, man. motherfucker, do it. But he won't do, uh, he, he won't let me do the joke, which is fair. His channel, his channel's a little more family friendly than ours. Uh, he won't let me do the joke where I'm like, you know, what the fuck? The fuck was that? And I just, like, you know, I just keep bleeping it out. I'm like, oh man, we can swear on my channel. <laughs> like, he won't let me make that joke. <clears throat> so I guess it's fair. It's his shit. Uh, it's really good. So, you know, Chrome Commandos, if you want to, uh, woo, that's hot's a great channel to go watch. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, and with that, another channel you should check out is Atlantis Redeemed. There, uh, you'd see that in the most recent uh, Woo That's Hot video. Mm -hmm. He did some awesome fucking art, which I, okay. his name's Chris Cook. He's a great dude. Hey, he was the guy like at the we table. Got our artist of the week. Yeah, uh, well, he's the dude that was at our table for the uh, for John's wedding. Okay. So he, uh, it was him, his wife, and his kid. So cool dude, man. Uh, and he fucking incredible art. So what check out Woo again? That's Hot. Uh, Atlantis Redeemed. It's his Atlantis YouTube channel. Redeemed. So check out that YouTube channel if you want to see some sick fucking art, especially when you see the next Woo That's Hot. Woo, and that's you see, hot. yeah, woo -hoo, and you see just the art he did. It's really fucking cool. That's awesome. Uh, with that, man, I'm just going to run into a quote. Um, you know, if you guys liked us, of course, please give us a five star review. Uh, it helps us a lot. And remember, every review that you actually sit down and write something for, that's going to help you guys out as well. Because uh, we're going to pick two people. If only two people enter. Man, that's great odds. And let me tell you right now, let me tell you how many people entered. Zero. So, Your odds are looking good if you put something on. Yeah, if you want fucking, uh, if you want to get boned with us, man, I tell you <laughs> what, your odds are great. I, I love that it's joke. It's a fun that, joke, man. That joke never gets old. So you can follow us on Facebook at the Crowing Commandos. 
You can follow us uh, on Twitter at cmonikoski. I got my own Twitter page. I've you, got a Twitter page as well. I don't remember what it is right now because I don't use it. <laughs> then you should not follow that you Twitter page. You probably should. Check out C. Monikoski. Uh, you can check out Crow and Commando Rooster on Instagram. And you can always send us an email at crowandcommandos at gmail.com. Uh, with that, I felt that as this is the last episode of 2019, I thought I'd pick a uh, a quote that brings it in uh, a little bit more Star Warsy, <laughs> but a quote that does bring us into the new year with a little bit of hope. <clears throat> And with that, uh, this is a new day, a new beginning from Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we cannot wait to see you in 2020. I think it's going to be pretty fucking awesome, Commandos. This we is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya! Do 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 do. This Woo! is the end of our show. Our show. Hey Nate, thank you so much for doing our awesome intro music. And God, Rooster, please buy some more fucking music <laughs> for our outro. Catch you guys later. See Happy ya. 2019. Bye.